Happy New Year. Lawyer talk. Off the record, on the air. Another year. You're not supposed to just say 20. you got to say 2020 because if you just say 20, then all the crooks out there are going to write in some other year, like 2008 or 9, and they're going to fraud you. Like, like, come on. Like, if you get somebody who's just going to fraud you, you think they can't do it already? I hadn't heard about this new fraud. Yeah, they, I, I've seen it on Facebook. Of course, Facebook, the most reliable resource. Yeah. The most reliable resource for If such you write matters. 20, somebody would just write 2018. Put an 18 on the end. So for a whole then, year, we can't. We have, I mean, what is it? What are they, they going to get from me on that? Like, oh, this know, is an old check. Like, I've been holding it for this. Backdate numbers and checks. I mean, it's like there's got to be some scheme basis. I don't know. But maybe when it happens. Well, I don't know the criminal mind, Jared. I don't I was know. Say, if there's, there's a scheme there. I would have figured it out by now. All I can tell you is this. Covering it here first on Lawyer Talk, the 2020 Scam. I'm just gonna write twenty, dude. It'd be like one, three slash twenty. It's like twenty twenty. Is that it? You know, it's like sixty minutes. Twenty twenty, lawyer talk. Something like that. Anyway, so uh, we got a. Uh, this is the first coming out after the new year, huh? First one. First one. Bill's not special here. guest. Bill's not here, but we do have somebody sitting in Bill's spot. Jay Simons. Yo. Super doctor scientist. He is a yeah. he is a scientist. He is a friend. I mean, we just did. I mean, d- d- of course, millions of people watch the YouTube channel five one one interview set going on over there. And Jay came in, and uh, we're going to take on all sorts of things. Uh, I hope it's not millions. There, it might <laughs> well, be there's a lot of listeners. Multi millions. Yeah, multi millions. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good interview, though. We did one there, and uh, we talked about all sorts of things. It's tough. It was that a, is a tough subject. The subject being, of course, the environment. Yeah. I just had this, Jeff, you know, it's like I, start, I started thinking about the environment. And I was like, I'm just going to treat it like a courtroom. I'm going I'm to test the, the scientists like, you, like if an expert came in and like, what are the qualifications? What method did they use? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I got to thinking about it and I realized it was just too big to take on. So we just took on a little sliver of like, here, I think the premise for today would have been, why is it, why is it such a bad thing to question the alleged consensus? Well, exactly. Like what we said before, question authority. Wasn't that the bumper sticker in the 80s and the 90s? And now all of a sudden, we're not allowed to question. It depends on who's the authority. Uh, Apparently so. Because the people that are saying question authority are the people that are in authority. Exactly. Now they're telling us not to question. So how are we talking about specifically global warming? (laughs) We We, were were questioning. Now we're here. change. I think global warming is passe now. It's climate change. Mm. Well, that's because they can blame now anything on change. Well, climate's always changing. It's changing right now. It is. It looks like it's going <laughs> to snow tonight. I hope it does. I'm going to go deer hunting tomorrow. I hope it snows. I I need. I like the snow. I love in snow. This time. I like looking out my window around. and looking at the snow. Yeah, I don't mind that. I need a big snowstorm, and 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 then hunting is so much better in the snow because you can Beautiful. see. <laughs> yeah, you can see deer in the snow. But it sounds like if we don't turn things around, you're not going to even be able to hunt anymore. That sounds like objective reality to me, Steve. <laughs> That's objective reality. We just talked about objective <laughs> for reality. For once and for all, we are going to prove to that me? the planet needs plastic. Okay. That's the only so let's reason do this. human well, it beings comes from the Earth. So you don't believe to... climate change. You, you believe it happens. Oh, it's you just happening. don't believe that it's uh, concerned. Correct. Okay. You agree? Uh, I, am, I am still neutral, leaning towards, here, here's what I think. I went into this disagreeing on purpose and looking for all the reasons I should disagree with what the supermajority is saying, or at least the the loudest group of people is saying. 
And I did that because I, I just sort of thought, you know, it, it's when is it ever true that the people who are saying we're right, we're right, and if you don't believe it, the world's going to end, when is when has that ever been accurate in anything you know? I mean, not just that the world would end, but if you don't do this, we're all going to die. I and, mean, like um, off the top of my head, smoking. Yeah, but that wasn't that was you were going to die. If you don't stop, you will die. Yeah, but I mean, like that was that was a group of people that came out and said we have science data that shows you get cancer if Correct. you smoke. And people said no, 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 no. Exactly my point, right? But but up until then, a uh, hundred leading doctors said camels are good for you and they're awesome. So it was the majority who overtook that. And imagine if the hundred doctors said no, this is established science. We know this doesn't cause cancer, so we're not going to do it. Then the, it would silence the is minority the, that would come and challenge it. Is and the majority of scientists in this field suggesting that climate change is not a concern? Uh, or are it's they actually, in the minority? It's actually 52%, roughly, if you really want to look. 52%. Okay. Yeah. And I got the numbers right here. Um, All right. He, he had to borrow a computer. Yeah, because so there's this, it's called the Global Warming Petition Project. This is, this is the thing that frustrates me about all this stuff on the internet. Because I read it, I, I was like, look, if we're going to talk about global warming, i got to at least know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. NASA's saying 90% of scientists say 97. client they're, changes. They're parenting. So this goes to a broader discussion <coughs> Steve and I had about the hijacking of associations and scientific associations by a narrative. I sent him like a, a link. political narrative. I sent him a link yesterday. Twelve members of this one scientific organization said, we are going to go this way. And the 65,000 doctors and, and psychologists that were in that association were not allowed to vote on it. And about 90% of those say the direction we're going in is actually 180 degrees from the medicine that we know today. Why are you doing this? Because they have a narrative. And okay. it is scary stuff, and that's one of these hot button issues what's, that is scary. What, what's the like? What's the plan? Like, what's the end game? The end game is they're telling us in ten years the world's going to end. So give me your money. Okay. Well, so money. that's. I mean, I happen to think it's more devious than that, and this is what we talked about. It's like in a courtroom, Jeff. Here's what, and this is how I'm taking all of this. You always have to ask if I'm going to challenge some supermajority of scientists, if that's what it is, even if it's not. If I'm going to challenge somebody, the first thing we always ask is you stand up to cross-examine somebody is, why on earth would they get up here and take this position? Now, if you have an eyewitness, maybe they're just making a mistake and they have no stake in the outcome. Um, but what if it's a what if it, the eyewitness is also your spouse and they hate you and want to see you die? Or what if it is uh, also... Uh, your business partner, so motive. who, yeah, motive. You're looking for a motive right, yeah. and bias and bias. things. Now, and, and here's what I found. It's like, um, you know, we both know somebody. Was that a new watch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My wife got me a Garmin. Sweet. I like that it's Garmin. Good watch, yeah. man. I think I like, I like the Garmin better than the one I got. I'm jealous. Anyway, I can't answer text on envy, it though. Envy. It's one of the deadly sins. Yeah. Um, gives it, me these constant climate change updates. Weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your arm's gonna fall off. <laughs> It's like we always say it's always about the money. It's always about the money. But it's all like in a courtroom, it's often about something even more motivating. And that is some somebody's core dogma or, or, or it's like it's not about the money in a divorce. I just hate that person so much that I want right. to see him go rotten hell. Or it's like if you like ask a, a very fanatically religious person and they don't want to hear anything inconsistent with their uh, philosophy. 
So I think, by and large, most people just believe it so much that that's what it is, but there's something even more sinister at play, and dare I sound like a like a conspiracy theorist again, but man, it's a, it's a, there's a power struggle going on, um, and I don't think there's any secret that there's a whole uh, chunk of people in our country right now who are promoting socialism and those ideals, and the environmental movement is very consistent with that. Why is everybody looking at me? I'm not picking no, a fight. No, no, I'm like, I'm like, who? I've been saying this for ten years, and I'm the crazy guy. It makes I've been saying the the climate thing is not. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Because I I think in terms of ten thousand years, a hundred thousand years, we have data that says this is just a cycle, in a cycle. It's all it is. Now I'm not saying that it's wrong and, because it it also is consistent with that agenda, but what is wrong to me is that if I stand up and I am a scientist and I say, I don't think this is happening and here's why, I would hope that I could get at least a legitimate discussion about it. But right. I, I fear that there is no legitimate discussion. You're just a denier. You're a climate denier. Right. You're dangerous. You're going to, sure. People have lost their livelihoods because they said, why? Great, great, great position there, Jeff. That's scary. Great position there, Jeff. Now the world's going to end and it'll be your fault. Like you hear those kind of things, and it's like, hmm. Well, when that happens, and you see, you know, like we were talking about, you know, professors, especially professors, they just want to do their freaking doodles and do their science and get their grants, and that's all they want to do. And when somebody says no, and then all of a sudden they're flushed down the toilet, what are those poor guys going to do? You know, guys have committed suicide because because of whatever this is that's going on about this whole climate thing. And think about this: if they want to regulate carbon dioxide. What do we breathe out? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. No, that means they can regulate you. Well. Regulate every we'll person. Do. What do regulators do? They regulate. Well, like think about carbon dioxide in like a like a controlled environment. Like if I wanted to kill myself. Right here. If I wanted to kill myself. Right here. It's I could shoot port. carbon dioxide out of a car into my car That's in carbon my garage. Monoxide. monoxide. Okay. What monoxide. did I tell you? Right. Everybody thinks it's the same. Every, I did they're too. trying to okay. equate it to carbon monoxide. No, it's carbon dioxide. It's a gas of life. Okay. That's what plants need to live. Okay. We breathe in the oxygen that they get. It's called photosynthesis. You, you guys you learned this before. No, 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 no. You just, I had I'm that thought to Steve on the way over here. I'm like, oh my God, they're vilifying carbon dioxide as like carbon monoxide. Well, like if you, but if it kills us going in, in a, in like a contained area, like carbon it, dioxide it, it doesn't No, I don't, the, the car example I just yeah, gave you. Yeah. So if the years and years and years as they go on, if there's still emissions out of cars, that's monoxide. That's different. They're regulating the dioxide. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we are. I, I, I guess here. I'm I'm on a different no, topic. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's no, a good no, question. If that is if that is bad for us to breathe in, and we keep we keep that cycling through the air, isn't it going to have some impact on us? Here's the thing: we are cleaner now than we've ever been. No matter if we have 10 more, million more cars, our technology is so much better. I'm here to tell you, I've, I've worked 30 years in the environmental business. I don't have sites to clean up anymore. I mean, there's a lot of us out there going into other things because we don't have jobs. Now, there's still plenty to clean up, but it's not like what it was. Yeah. Cuyahoga is not on fire anymore. I am here to tell you, I've spent tens of millions of dollars of companies that produce waste. I have spent their money cleaning up. I've cleaned up over 1,000 sites. So that's soil, water. I've done a little bit of air. Our cars, though, right now are the cleanest they've ever been. Ever. So the carbon monoxide is coming out compared to the 70s. Yeah. 
what these politicians, I just said this, I, I said, they think it's 1963. Well, most of them have been there 40 goddamn years. Pardon me. I mean, oh, no, you can. They, this is. Okay. Look, it's, it's your business. You want to go to hell and use so, the Lord's name again. That's totally <laughs> up to you. I mean, but as far as the podcast goes, you're cool. Okay. But so that's my frustration. I, I keep hearing this. I'm like, no, man, I, pump the brakes here, people. There no are thousands of guys like me out there that have done exactly what I've done. And this is, people keep thinking, oh, it's dirty, dirty. No, man, we are now cleaner than we've ever been. The American economy is the cleanest it's ever been. And if they would ever let us go to nuclear because that is the cleanest and our technology now is far greater than what it ever has been they put one nuke plant in each state think about what that would do to the economy and we would be net exporters of everything well what's interesting so to that's me just that's just one of those rants but is back to the agenda in the in the philosophy i started researching stuff that i i mean i went down rabbit holes that scared the crap out of me in a lot of ways and you know, there were people sort of promoting, and I don't know how much, they, they might be kooks, far, 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 far out there kooks, but they were promoting things like uh, the government control of all energy and basically eliminate and using energy as a commodity like money. How'd and, that work for Brazil? And, well, and so you give the government the power to regulate energy and then use it to to uh, dole out where they where they think it's needed. Um and that and look, this isn't happening right now. And maybe, or if your social credit enormous. score is so poor that they just decide to turn it off to you. So it just bothered, China. It's like the whole thing bothered me in the sense that, <clears throat> all right, I don't, I can't say that there's not that global warming or greenhouse. All I don't know any. I don't know the first thing about it. I just know what I'm starting to read about it. But I do know this. It seems to me that there's a minority of people who are shouting back, and they're called crazy. And. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's an ad hominem attack. That's an attack on 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 the. Uh, that's without addressing the science. Now I'm sure there's they, that somebody's taken the. I mean, you tell me, Jay. Is anybody is anybody on the on the? We believe that there's a climate catastrophe coming. Side actually addressing some of like uh, Willie Soon's a guy I saw. Nope. Has anybody actually taken nope. him on and said, "Here's why he is scientifically no, wrong." No, and nobody will. He's asked for all these guys to come on. So look up Willie Soon. Look up Tony Heller. These guys are. Far smarter than I. And their arguments, and, and Tony Heller just goes step by step by step, and it's out there in the news, the climate fraud data. NOAA, NASA has even done it. They smoothed out graphs that show that it's worse than what it is. Tony Heller just go on to his way. It's, it's boring as hell, but it's data, and it's they're manipulating the data to make it look worse. Well, that's sort of the... And when that happens... And then they make it policy. Well, that that's a whole, I mean, it's not a conspiracy. It's happening. It's not theory. It's happening. And I've been saying this for decades. These guys, their methodology is flawed. Now it's an emergency. So now they can cut our funds loose for whatever crazy stuff that they do. And I'm just saying, hey, man, as an earth scientist, uh, wait a minute here. And they're coming out now with, with all this other model. We know so much more now than we did 10 years ago. Our, our instruments are becoming so much more precise. They're saying that CO2 is actually a lagging indicator of cooling. Now, let that sink in. CO2 is a lagging indicator <clears throat> yes. of cooling. So when you cooling start looking will at, follow? Yep. Okay. I and remember, and maybe and, I'm wrong, you tell me, you probably know, I, I remember when I was in high school, there was some debate over, like, a worry of global cooling. 
That was in the 70s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then in the, when I was in school, 87, I think, Fred Kropp told us, you know, this global warming, oh my goodness, blah, 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 blah. But then he said, use your own uh, critical thinking skills and evaluate the data for yourself. So I have. Just, you know, as a side thing, you know, and as a scientist, I just want to be right. I just want the truth. That's all that I care about. And when you start seeing, hey, this this committee over here, IPCC, that's who we're basing all of our stuff off of. That's how we're getting into these global treaties and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it comes out that they have fraudulent data. And it's proven. And then the media covers it back up again. Oh, no, no don't look over here. That's fraud. That is fraud. And, and then you have to ask yourself, well, why are they doing this? And then they keep ramping it up and up and up. And if it's, that's really true, we only have 10 years, nobody's prepping. Yeah. What, just give me, give you more mo more of my money and you're going to fix it? According to Kazia, we weren't even supposed to be alive right now, right? <clears throat> no, we got another decade on her plan. Oh. We had 10, 12 years or something like that. But oh. but that's part of what you said is part of the problem. I ran into this. I tried to research this online yeah. and it is so full of of obviously biased stuff on both sides. I mean, really, right. it's so hard to find some answer to some question. Well, I think without... that's media for you in general when well, it comes media... to politics and everything yes. else. So this is back to the scientific <laughs> method, which is what we were talking about over there. Cause it dawned on me, it's like the first thing I need to start with is what is the method to assess whether one side is right or the other side is right? And you have to start with a hypothesis and you go through all this. And, and at the end, uh, you want this this very important thing like criticism. You want it like if if I'm right, if I stand up in a courtroom, and we we have forced this down on, on the criminal defense side, the prosecutor has to stand up in a courtroom and prove it, and ex and they have no choice but to accept criticism. They have no choice but to take it on. They have right. no choice. In fact, it's it's favored in the critics, uh, on to the critics side. But imagine if that didn't happen. Imagine if we just got shouted down. And think about this. Well, that's what's been happening. At a trial. And there's 31,487 American scientists right here that I've signed this petition that disagrees with all of it. 9,029 of those are PhDs. So that, that there in and of itself, nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about all these things. And they have each sig sign signatory per state on here. Yeah. And what they do and what what your what your specialty is, what your degree level is, all of it. And I'm like I watched that's, a that's vice a, I watched fake. a vice special on it and they had a they had a, a portion of it was dedicated to people that were non-believers in that science and they have like a seminar I think in Vegas every year that yeah. uh, many of these scientists attend that I watched one on well, YouTube. And, and yeah. I I don't like the way you, you characterize that. Non-believers. Well, that's interesting, right? I thought I believer in climate change. Uh, yeah. Is that how they describe themselves? A believer in climate change or a non-believer in climate change, right? No, I'm just saying, is that what your interpretation of it is? No, it's like, uh, That was my interpretation. I don't know what they, I don't know what they call, I don't remember what they call themselves. I mean, I'm not saying we don't yeah. have an impact on the earth. We do. It's obvious. Yeah. But it ain't what they're talking about. Yeah. So that's, you're saying that's, like that's when, what I've been saying. I'm like, hey man, the, the Earth is a living organism, and you're you're Ocasio Cortez is going to tell me that she knows more about it than I do. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and what what really and, and Steve is seeing impacts too. It's this degradation of science and the scientific method. You're seeing it. You're seeing wholesale what should should be studied very very closely by people with degrees that are in that field. Yeah, coming up with the truth 
it's not happening. And it's seeming more and more that it's being discounted. And that I see it in my, in my industry all the time. And it, it's starting to directly affect me being a scientist. I'm discarded. I don't know what the fuck yeah. I'm talking about. So I guess here's what I see. The media portrays like an iceberg in the background. Right. And then a scientist stand yeah. there, somebody in a fancy jacket. Look and up they polar says, bear populations. Look. look They're look, flourishing. And you see these things falling. It happens every melting. year. It happens every year. Yeah. They're at the yeah. margins and they're filming the margins melting. You want to see sea ice? The sea ice goes like this. It is a perfect sine wave. But with the with the number of people that think it's that climate change exists, I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Right. So the people that think it exists, are they all part of the conspiracy to like drive no, no, this I government think, plan to trick everybody? I think it's laziness, and I okay. think it's also the media's hurting. The willing, they the willing to have, follow. They definitely have an agenda. Well, look, there's a series of logical. We talked about this at the. We we talked about this at the um, at the interview set. There's there's a series of logical fallacies that that have just been known and identified over time, and and one of them is an appeal to an emotional uh, response. So if if I appeal to somebody's sense of emotion or sense of dread or sense of whatever, it's really easy to stir up the crowd. I mean, just think of the old western movies where they're putting a posse together. It's like we better go get these people, or everybody's kids are at you know they're going to be in your house next. And they start whipping that up. It's easy to get up to a frenzy and believe it. And this mob mentality, I mean, it's a piece of cake. You can just, if you if you threaten people's existence and the guy next to you is doing it and the woman next to you is doing it and the, whoever is, is around you is doing it, well, you're going to do it too. And, I mean, how does it happen that that everybody, uh, it's like the, the, the look, look back at the Nazi party. It's, it's easy to buy into, though. It's easy. It's right. easy to buy into. If, if you lived in New York City and you well, see all the trash that's piling up everywhere and you're like, wow, we have to be destroying all of this. I would you're, say, why aren't my LA politicians getting the trash off the freaking <clears throat> sidewalks because I'm paying for it? Right. So, well, sure. But, but <laughs> sure. what you're talking about is these anecdotal things that people can use media to put out there and it looks great. But think, go back to Nazi Germany for a second. Do, I mean, do, I, I heard somebody ask this one time. It's like, do you really think that you wouldn't have gone along? And it's a, it's a hard question, right? I would like to think I would not have gone along. Oh, it's a, But there's yeah. an indoctrination process that happened with the kids, and it, and it, and it, it was very carefully calculated. And, oh, and there are plenty of Bergs out there that I'm sure they didn't want to go along, but they had to. Why don't you die? They had to. So you're I mean, part of the mob, or you're going to get shot. You're and don't get tell shot. me. Don't tell me you, you wouldn't have gone. And then, you know, it's like there's very few people in history that have resisted those kind of things and then written to tell about it or do whatever. Right. But it's like, right. it, I don't know. It, it's hard to be the minority uh, in a position like this and take it on when you're getting shouted down. It's really hard. And I've been called all of that for 20 years. Well, I'm I mean, like you got I'm all like, those other problems. I'm like, hey, hey, man, I'm the only freaking scientist here in the room. <laughs> it's not like I know everything, but I know data. So, and, so they will only back the scientists that have the stories that correct. they're looking for. Correct. And you've said it what? before. You know, you, you you get the rights. The defense has a scientist, and the prosecution has a scientist. Right. How's what, how could that possibly be? Right. I mean, what how they've done you... is they have weaponized grant funding. All right, well, unpack that a little bit. Weaponized grant funding. Yep. Scientists are always looking for grants. That's how they exist, right? We always look for money. Look at the grants that went towards uh, AGW, um, anthropogenic uh, global warming. 
There's yeah. your answer. It's a ton of money. And that's how they switched scientists. And other scientists got really soon pushed out. And he's doing fantastic work on solar, uh, what the solar effects are on the climate and and our Earth. That we're just, it's the last five, ten years. We're just now learning some of this stuff. And guys like that, there is a younger crop of scientists out there that are doing this uh, this solar forcing modeling. So there is this just in general heat that the earth produces and it's all geomagnetic. So when the solar winds come in, hit our shield, they're actually tracking, it's going down through the earth and back up. So they went to some of these climate modelers and they're like, how do you take into consideration this heat? They're like, oh, we just put that towards mankind. And they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. So that's back that to just, basic I just definitional saw that, stuff, right? I just saw that a month ago and these guys are speaking up. So the curtain is getting pulled back. And all I want, I just want real, real, honest-to-God science. That's what I'm all about. It's all about the, the pursuit of truth. I'm not a politics guy. I hate politics. My politics are up or down. Freedom up, oppression down. That's my politics. No matter what party it is, if I'm more free, I'll vote for it. If I'm less free, I'm not going to vote for you. That's my politics. Well, I, I, I am a huge... I, look, I, I'm afraid. I'm scared to death of politics. I'm scared to death of government. And I just and anybody who's listening to this know, know, knows yeah. that I hate government. But it's like, if, <laughs> if, if the logic goes this way, we have a catastrophe looming, and unless we act now, we will all die. Therefore, then what? The government needs to take our stuff, take our money, take our mm-hmm. land, and take over. And that scares the crap out of me. It really does. And I, I, I'm going to sound should, like a it like scare an alarmist the crap or whatever. Out of but, everybody. But I don't want to give up all my freedom and individuality to a notion of this, like this. Um, well, here's the thing. That's why we are an exception. We're an exception because we're free. We're truly free. Our system was built by guys that came from a system that they didn't like. And we're the only one like it. We are the only one like it on the planet. So, of course, we're going to have a target on our back. But that's why we're exceptional. It's not because we're exceptional people or anything. It's our system. And that's what people got to understand. There are plenty of other people out there well, that want to take over what we have. And we got lots of bad people in our mix. Not just that oh, want to yeah. take over, but we got criminals. We got good people. We got bad people. We got you ever heard of Operation people. Paperclip? No. no. That's no, where they but, brought over the, the Nazi scientists that got us to the moon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, where do you think those guys went? Where do you think that I- ideology went? Do you think it went away? No, I've, that's I've, a thought. I've, I've done some reading on that too. That's no. a thought. I didn't know. Is that true? Yeah, we brought yeah. over a ton. They didn't want to go yeah. to the Russian. They were they were the premier rocket scientists. I knew they were at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. watched uh, what's that movie with the with the females? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't it was seen good. it. Was it? I forget what it's called. God, oh, who? Were women smart enough to do anything like that? They were bringing in <laughs> African American women. <laughs> no, it's a great movie, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and it see, but that tells the tale, right? So this is the opposite, and I disagree with the notion that we weren't employing women or uh, totally black women yeah. or other other people who had lots to offer just because of whatever they identified with or what the color of their skin was. I mean, to well, me, that's you, insanity. If you just want to look at the just look at the facts about it, we're the only country that ever had a slavery system that gave it up. Oh, I know. So <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and that was almost what two hundred well, years ago. It's, it's been, like it's been it's. I don't. I had this weird thought the other day. I think I called you, Jared, on the way in. I was like, you know, I was, I was just contemplating this because there's an ad hominem. I was contemplating the ad hominem attacks, and this happens all the time with our uh, founding fathers. 
oh, they're just a bunch of old white guys, can't believe what they had to say anyway. And that's an ad hominem attack. It's a logical fallacy. And then I started to take it further because I read all the crap about, uh, or not crap, I read the dialogue between um, uh, Jefferson and Adams, particularly later on, and as well as some of the Federalist Papers and everything else. And if you really dig into this, it's such an interesting dichotomy that they had going on. You had Jefferson who was advocating against slavery, yet he owned slaves. Mm-hmm. And you had Jefferson who sat on the the state represent. I forget what he was. He was on the Virginia State Representative Body, Congress for Virginia. Um, and he couldn't go in there and say we're going to abolish slavery because he wouldn't. He would get they they'd run him out. So it was, it was like he had this odd mix of stuff. But at the end of the day, what they had to decide is this. And this is my gross oversimplification, but I think it's true. If you have like they had to decide. All right, if we're going to create a new country and not just a bunch of colonies independent, if we're going to create the United States of America, then we're not going to be able to do it and get rid of slavery at the same time. We can't do that. So we're going to have to create a country, and they actually mournfully and sorrowfully accepted that they kicked that can. Adams had some typical Adams prose behind it, but they kicked the can down the road and said something like, we regret that we leave for the next generation mm-hmm. this abominable misery of slavery. And then, and I, and I, that's not a quote. And then I, I, I gave that some thought, and I was like, I'm sure other people have written on it. I, I don't claim this to be original, but it was original to me. And I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder what happened if they would have gone the other direction and just had a bunch of independent colonies. How long would slavery have lasted then? Like, really? Like, if, if the whole Southern, all the Southern colonies wanted slavery, advocating for it, like, how long were they going to go unchecked before somebody stopped them? And, you know, sooner or later, there was going to be a conflict. Did it happen sooner because we formed the country, knowing that we had that evil, knowing that at least we planted the seeds of its end? Or if we would have let it go and not formed our country, would there have been a mechanism at all to get rid of it? Um, and I don't have an answer, but it's a, it's a fascinating question. So it's like the old white guys actually may have contributed to the quick demise of slavery, at least relatively quick. It was within 100 years. Well, yeah, that's pretty um, daggone quick. I mean, you know, it's like and it, 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 they took it on immediately. There was an immediate debate about it uh, going forward. It's like you people have it. You're bad. No, we don't. No. Yes. Huh? I mean, it was that going on. But finding enough power to actually get rid of it, and well, it turns out there was a big war. But <laughs> so there was that. It's like it, it's it's an interesting uh, contemplative thought. But anyway, it has nothing to do with climate control or climate change. So real quick, just a definition of Operation Paperclip: We brought over sixteen hundred Nazi engineers, technicians, and their families, and that was through the Joint Intelligence Group. All right. So these are dogmatic. Were they dogmatic Nazis? Werner von Braun. No, Werner von Braun was a Nazi. He's in the Nazi Party, but he probably did that. All accounts are. You had to or else you die. Right. He's got a P-38 in his head. Even a rocket star like him. I mean, that guy is arguably one of the greatest scientists and engineers of of the 19th century. Well, this is like like our Doc Pulaski. Remember we had that dialogue? It's like, all right, because Dr. Pulaski. It's like Dr. Emmett Brown. who uh, Who had all the trappings of the, like one of the best cancer researchers around. Back to the future? Come on, Jay. You didn't get that? I knew I should have, but yeah. Great Scott. (laughs) So Pulaski, who's got all these abilities to, like this awesome ability to analyze and deal with cancer issues, can't do it anymore because he had a personal problem of, you know, he got caught with child pornography. It's an awful thing. I'm telling you. He wouldn't advocate it's a good thing at all. In fact, the opposite. But now 
we're not tapping into that resource because of this other thing. And it's a hard one for me to get my head around. Dude, so. that podcast was, I'm telling you, man, I was riveted and it was emotional. Mostly because of my hosting? Mostly. <laughs> it's all about the host. No, but the struggle of that guy uh, and, and this, this whole child pedophilia is, oh my, I mean... Well, I, to, I can't even. You have to. I a, can't even do that to a mouse. I mean, I can't even kill a mouse, let alone hurt a child and hurt a child in that way. That is, I can't even wrap my head around and what that does to a kid for the rest of his life, his or her life. It ruins him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an example. Like I say, that that whole snowball coming down the avalanche, right? You can run away from it for so long. Eventually, you got to. Tackle it. Sooner or later, and it's coming it. home to That rest, emotional, you know. you know, it's just, wow, what a story. That poor guy. All right. Well, let's, let's talk. We didn't even introduce who you are. You're, yeah, you're, right. you're a geologist? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got 30 years that experience. Means he's a rockhead. I'm a rockhead. I love rocks. Um, I didn't say it in our interview, but there's like Worcester. We went to College of Worcester together, Jeff, and he, they have this uh, Worcester magazine. You've seen, like all colleges <clears> have them. You probably get one as, where'd you go to college? St. Ambrose in yeah. Iowa. Is that accredited? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably not anymore after they gave me a diploma. Right, right. But, no, you, do, do you get like a little book that's got pictures? Like a, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like a quarterly magazine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So on the quarterly magazine, I got that at home one time, and I flip it over to like the, was it the rear cover, I think? Yeah. And there's Rockhead over here. He's, he's wearing a sleeveless shirt. Rush. Um, <laughs> Rush sleeveless shirt. And he's on, it looked like he was in like Egypt or I something. I was in Quebec, Canada. Holding this big It was a big giant fossil that i ended up doing my uh my thesis on up there in quebec and my dr wilson goes pick that up and i'm like what? i can't pick that it's much too and, large yeah, yeah. i pick it up man and he took a picture of it and lo and behold it's on the freaking cover and oh, cool. yeah it was hysterical that's i mean cool. what I kind never, of fossil was it it was a, a coral so it was a tabulate coral oh wow and uh, it was huge it was like enormous and uh, that's when i ended up doing my thesis on i collected like 400 specimens up there oh, cut you, them open you said some interesting so so it, 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 geology you, it, now you work with oil and, and water and, and soil container that's yeah. well, well i don't care about that stuff i want to i want to hear about the good stuff like in the in the in the interview he was talking about uh tell me about the 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 animal that had frozen like tropical stuff in its gut yeah so in siberia they found a frozen mammoth but it was, they determined it was flash frozen. I'm like, well, how the hell do you flash freeze a, a, a mammoth? And it had tropical plants in his gut. Do, 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 do. So, so this is like what, Pangea type? Uh, well, I don't know. I have a theory. Pangea, I don't even know what that means. That's when all the, oh, all the land was masses was one. One. Uh, were yeah. one, and they called it Pangea. So, um, but there again, that theory of plate tectonics was just becoming like, dogma when i was in school so plate tectonics took 50 60 years right that that all the continents everything's kind of floating and they're all just plates on the, yeah and you know and so but your rift zones are basically your plate dividers and all this stuff so you yeah. have seafloors that spread seafloors that go under and it's all interconnected and that's where you have your hot spots you know down near tonga and all that stuff the ring of fire and that's where you know you get the volcanoes and everything well, but that was a, a theory until the 80s 90s the a theory and, that that didn't happen no that we thought that everything was just stationary well, was no. it was just stuck and didn't you know, religion play a big role in that 
I don't know. Not, not that I know not, of. Not really? No, okay. no. That was... I mean, so, like creation of the earth and people don't, you know, it's like... Oh, I got you. Well, that's yeah. a whole... Of, that's a whole yeah. different thing, but... Yeah. Um, uh, where are you going with that? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I just thought He's going to cross-examine you about... Where do you, where do you stand on creation? Versus, yeah. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. No, I wouldn't say that. I just said... if it, it the Big Bang? I guess you run into places in... At least I did when I was in high school and education with chemistry and mm-hmm. biology and all these different things where religion seemed to overlap with a lot of those things. Was there be like creation of us or even like Pangea? It's like, well, that's not in the Bible. Well, yeah. So you know, Steve and I talked about this. So science and um, not so much engineering, but mostly science and classical science that was born out of philosophy and in religion back in the day. So, yeah, a lot of that's diverged once we actually have had a scientific revolution and we we know more now what what's funny is so my mentor was a elder in the presbyterian church and he's a world-renowned paleontologist and i asked him i said dr wilson how do you reconcile that and he goes well they're not mutually exclusive because the more i learn on science the more i believe in god hmm. i'm like fascinating i never forgot that i'm like that is so fascinating yeah because i come from a christian background me too yeah uh, my mom always wanted me to be a, a pastor or something like that and i'm like whatever mom so we would be up all night debating things mom you didn't know him as well as i know yeah exactly right? yeah and uh so i i've always had this and steve and i kind of get into those theological philosophical um not debates discussions and uh because i'm searching I mean, I believe in the, 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 I guess, the dogma of Judeo-Christian. I mean, you know, don't kill people, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat. Okay, cool. For a civil society, yeah, that's awesome. And that's how I've tried to live my life. Okay, I get that. Uh, but when it comes to Earth was made in seven days, well, maybe this Earth. I think there are geologic processes that happen a lot quicker than what my profession tells me. Well, like the flash freezing is one of them, right? That's I mean, one that, of them. That would be one of and them. So, so I got you away from that. I apologize. So what, did you get an explanation no, for that? No, no. We still don't know what really happened. I think it's tied to coronal mass ejections. And I think that's what a lot. lot. happens in my bedroom. <laughs> 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 Let's hope not. <laughs> and What's uh, weird is flash freezing is, flash freezing, just that, so I know, it's very fast freezing. Yeah. Like you would. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I, I cook a lot. Jared, you cook. So like a blast chiller. Yeah. Like yeah, you I take something, throw it yeah. in a blast chiller. Yeah. 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 Bingo. Right. So uh, along those lines, um, there was this TV show or whatever, or actually it was the movie 2012. Oh, Remember yeah. When, yeah. when that was the mind calendar and everything was going to end? Well, in that movie, and Hollywood is always way ahead of things. They know a lot. Really? Aliens. And, well, they, think about it. We're, I mean, what did you think, about, think about Predator, man. That stuff was way ahead of, that was 30 years ahead. But anyway, in, the, in that movie, they had a reference to Charles Hapgood, <clears throat> this scientist in the 50s who had a theory called uh, um, rapid plate displacement, something like that. Um, I'm not getting it right, but it's plate displacement rapidly and he wrote a book here i'll look it up actually i got to get it right and it's fascinating little things like this always stick out of my head and he was an outlier he was like uh he was shouted down he was shouted down 
Okay. Um, kind of like what some he, of the folks now, he, climate change. He was saying... Could be. He was saying that um, uh, there are things out there, and he was a Harvard guy too, um, there are things out there that happen a lot quicker in geology than what we think. And that, you know... When was he putting this forward? Like when in was the 50s. 50s. In the okay. 50s. You know who wrote the foreword to his book? Hmm. Albert Einstein. Really? I thought you were going to say Leonard Nimoy. I thought no. it was going to be Donald Trump, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, um, you, know, you know, Jared, who else is uh, sort of uh, at the forefront of this? Whom? Charlie Daniels. You ever hear the song Wooly Swamp? Chuck yes. D. You ever go down some, to Wooly Swamp and better not go at night? Some, some things in this world you just can't explain. Yeah. Yeah. So he has this theory of rapid crust displacement where things shift quickly. And what would that do? I mean, that would, you wouldn't know this ever existed. So say you had two miles of ice, it melted rapidly. Over a thousand years, would you know any of this existed? Hell no. It would be dissolved back into the earth. The earth just keeps chugging along like it has for 4.7 billion years. We would never know. So in other words, things can happen that leave no evidence that they I ever think, happened. Yeah. I think. You know, and we have myths all around the world, flood myths. Yeah. Everybody's got a flood myth. There's kernels of truth to those myths, I believe. Well, I mean, how, how, why would they start, I guess? You know, right, like you right. I mean, is it, is it a, like a sea level increase? Is it a worldwide pathology? You know, that all of a sudden everybody just puts out a myth and cultures that aren't connected whatsoever, because they don't have airplanes, they don't have anything. These cultures are all isolated. But they all relatively have the same myths yeah. of a flood. Yeah. Sort of it may not, that, may not be divine. Whatever it is, their interpretation of it is. What I look at is that is an odd phenomenon. Why would you have a myth of that? Maybe it's not a myth. Okay. You know, and, and maybe things in the Bible are true. So are they doing, like, are you talking like like indigenous tribes that have stories China. of? China does. China oh, has okay. myth, myth theories. Oh, Everybody okay. does. There's like 400 cultures. That have flood myths? Yeah. Flood myths. Yeah, like the ark. Well, you know, we've had, you know, six glaciations, you know, and what happens when glaciers retreat? They melt. Well, we know that that the the so sea six level times now melted and come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at back. least, yeah. yeah. Just because of the the cycle of climate. Yeah, and we we haven't. I mean, we haven't mapped at the ODNR. You can see where all the uh, the margins of the glaciers drop all the erratics and everything. And it's that's where well, that's where a lot of your limestone companies are and your aggregate companies because when a glacier melts, it just dumps everything out of suspension and puts it right there. So, you know, you come along 10,000 years later, hey, that's a lot of gravel. I bet you I could sell that. <laughs> then you have a hole. And then what do you do with the hole? You put trash in it. <laughs> I was going to say, turn, that's it into what, a, turn it into a quarry. Well, that's what, that's what a lot of people did back in the day. Now it's a lot less frequent now, but that's that's how you get a lot of unlicensed landfills. So. I've cleaned those up, too. <laughs> well, in Louisiana, that's how we got rid of our trash. You had two piles. This is when I learned recycling. Burnable, non-burnable. The non-burnable products went into a hole. And this was a house we were renting. And I remember that uh, we had it, it was full of, tr of non-burnables. So he came with a backhoe, and he dug another hole, putting the dirt on top of that. Now, you got to remember, everybody in the area that we lived did this. And yeah, we all yeah. had well water. Right. Our own wells. that We were yep. poisoning our own wells. <clears throat> goes on today. And, Still goes on today. Oh, yeah. It goes on all over rural America. People yeah. have burnable and non-burnable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, look, there's the, the, 
Bless me. Where I hunt sometimes down in Kentucky, I don't even think they make that. There's the trash that goes into the creek, and there's the trash that goes into the creek. And they're the same. The couches go in the creek. There's trash in the creek. They just would they would just take the trash, huck it into the creek behind the house. Ugh. And that's what they did. Well, yeah. I mean, that was best practices back then. I, that was just the easy oh, way. Well, here, yeah. Put it this way. So we have the first gas well was in Ohio. The first oil well was over in uh, Oil City, Pennsylvania. Like in the world? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we're the ones that developed it. Ohio makes it big again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and over in Oil City, I cleaned up a couple sites there. You know how they used to transport the oil from Oil City down to Pittsburgh? Oil floats on water. You just put it in the river. Oh, okay. And they, they just it. spew it in the river and put a series of weirs. Holy crap. Yeah, that's the cheapest way to do it. So it's the cheapest way. You wouldn't agree, from a scientist's perspective, it's the best on the environment. No. But, however, I will say this. Um, natural petroleum, um, it degrades. It goes away. Uh, the strawberries out in California like them. Oh, really? You can only see the best strawberry patches are in where they did uh, oil explore- exploration. They have, like, remnant... Is that right? Crude oil. Oh, yeah. And they're great berries. <laughs> what's the... Now, what's, is that... Is, can that be bad for us? It can be if if the if the fruit uptakes enough. Uh, but it's like it, all the volatile bad chemicals are already gone. It's just been sitting there. But they, they digest. It's it's carbon. So yeah, they, so these are organic farms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but for the longest time, oil was thought to be, you know, a northeastern thing only. When right. People were, when they were exploring for, in Texas for oil, people were like, you're crazy. There's no oil there. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they struck it. And they found it. What and, is the yeah. worst thing for that you that we have to clean up? Oh man, these pesticides and herbicides are the worst. Really? Man made, um, like trichlor, TCA, those chemicals are awful. You can't get rid of them. And when they get in the water, they're in the water, man, and that's expensive to get out. What do you have to do? Like you'd say get rid like you go into a site and there's this chemical there, like what do you have to do? How do you fix that? Well, first you gotta assess the site figure out what past uses were, figure out where it is, how much they spilled, and that's when you do all your drilling and everything. And then you then you come up with a plan to remediate the site. Um, and it's just, it depends on usually money. Is that just how much dirt you dig up? Uh, it's either, it can be a combination of things depending on how bad it is. Uh, but some of the stuff, all you can do is dig it up. You can't just put like an it. open can of coffee out there and let that just absorb it all? No. Petroleum's easy. Petroleum's the easier one. That, because it does degrade. So, and I've cleaned up hundreds, I've heard, thousands. I've heard, I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but I've heard, I've heard that there are two things that are the worst. The first one is dry cleaners, yep. and the second one is uh, the, the salons, hair salons. Yeah, well, like what I did for, uh, for Goldie, that, um, that old dry cleaner where Dano. Oh, yeah, the Swan Swamp, yeah. right behind Lane Avenue. Awful. There's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if he would have talked to me before, and I'm like, don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Because the dry cleaning components, number one, they're hard to get out, and they're also volatile. So they'll, they can go up through the soil into your house. And well, here's what's interesting to me. So if you ever get your clothes dry cleaned <clears throat> by those chemicals, is that I mean? Yeah, we're putting it on. Um, no, it's not. It's not. It's washed out of the clothes. Oh, okay. But but dry cleaners are notorious for leaking all over the place, oh. and they're they're the worst ones. That's that's the worst stuff to clean up. And I think the other one you told me one time is parking lots. What about? That they, that they create a lot just because of all the runoff and all the oil and contaminants. Was it parking lots you told me, or was it, uh, I think you told me parking lots. For what, contaminants? Yeah. Uh, it's, 
Yes and no. Uh, for water, now we're actually building uh, permeable parking lots, and that's kind of what my company does now is especially niche. So you can drain all that stuff away so it's not getting in your creeks and stuff. But this worst stuff, man, is uh, man, it's a pesticide, herbicide. Hmm. The Roundup is awful. I contend that's what gives, gives everybody uh, gluten intolerance. Roundup? Yep. Why would mm. that be? It is surviving through the process of bread making, beer making, the chemical. The, one of the chemicals in it's Those glyphosate. Bastards. It's glyphosate. And I contend. And so what's glyphosate? It kills bugs, right? It's part of what kills bugs. I think that's killing the bugs in our GI tract. Hmm. And that's why your food isn't being properly digested. That's dun, why dun. You, you get the... So I propose this to hey, you. I'm, to buy, a, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm, pro- I'm I'm believing right on into that. So, I would. I mean. I. I mean. I could be look more into it, but that that does not any way sense, see, right? it makes sense to me. So University of Cincinnati uh, chemistry department head. I was doing a project down there um, on some <coughs> of the watersheds, and I told him. I said, "Hey, Phil, I got a theory about this uh, gluten intolerance. Because think about it. When we grew up, you never heard it. Never heard of it. Never heard it. Never heard of it. And I'm like, and I saw it firsthand. One of my wife's best friends has it and i saw it firsthand i'm like damn it's real i'm yeah. like well why would this be real i mean not only real it's like one crumb will make you sick yeah i mean and, it's, it's real yeah. and bread, bread is at the top of the bread freaking and and you here's the thing peanut butter separate everything so yeah. they found it they found glyphosate in particular parts per million in my guinness in several beers uh all over in cereals and bread it's, it is surviving. That chemical is not being processed. So yeah. that's the stuff. Glyph- that's in Roundup. Glyphosate. But then yeah. how do you get okay. around this? It's like my, my buddy has a daughter who is celiac, uh, gluten intolerant, and it started long before she would have ever had any of those things. In other words, as an infant, they, they discovered food. it. Baby. Yeah, but, or, but well, that'd be through. Say breast milk. Her mom can so say maybe breast, no, breast, breast milk. milk. Oh, it's a breast milk. Oh, my God. So maybe I saw this special on breast milk. It is... Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, these chemicals, those are the environmental chemicals that are really bad. And so now we've been using that stuff for 50 years. At least. So so, so it, it, it finally made it through into the food chain. You see what I mean? So it's we're, we're processing, we're using it so much, and then it finally makes it through. And so it's making it into those kernels of wheat, rye, whatever, and that survives, crazy enough, not survive, I shouldn't say survives, it's not processed out. Because it's just a chemical, but it's a very recalcitrant chemical. Yeah. So I, I said that theory to the University of Cincinnati uh, chemistry chairman. He goes, you may be onto something. I think I should get a grant and we should study that. I'm like, <laughs> I think we should. He goes, you're a geologist? <laughs> like, I clean up contaminated but soil and water, you're man. You're a geologist? Yeah. Yes, I've been studying. This exactly. exactly. i got to clean up. That, yeah. So it would make sense to you. You would right. see exactly where it's at all the time. Well, and I'm curious. I'm like, why is it? I, I thought it was psychosomatic. So think, I, think about the big solutions that have ever been in the world. It's like it, it rarely, it seems, I can't think of one example, but it seems like it's very common to hear like, oh, and this guy, who's this guy over here, all of a sudden had the brainchild to think to solve like this huge problem. Uh, and he, he, my he's, surveyor. he's not working in it. He's not even working in it. My surveyor who created the geologic map. Yeah, that guy. John Smith. Yeah. Yeah, he was a surveyor. And he's like, hey, those rocks look like those rocks over here. Maybe I should draw it. And he drew it and it was the first geologic map. And he was a surveyor. He was a surveyor. 
Hmm. It was the birth of modern geology, modern structural geology as we know it today. And his original map is on a giant tapestry in the big museum in London. Hmm. The Jeff. map that changed the world. That's what, that's what they call it because then you're able to map resources. Jeff's been looking surprised a number of times. You've had oh, some yeah. surprise looking right. <laughs> Wait till we talk about batteries. Dude. We, we got to talk about batteries. We got to talk about pyramids. Um, Before we, we go to, too far, we though, I, I want to get your thoughts on one thing. So another thing I remember from high school that was huge was ozone. Yeah. But you never hear about the ozone anymore. Right, because it closed up. And now we know a lot more about the ozone hole and what makes it a well, hole, what doesn't make it a hole. Saying you couldn't use the hairsprays, right. the aerosol cans, right. burn a hole in mm-hmm. it. They I didn't say it closed up completely, but it got smaller. Yeah. With the, it got smaller, and it got smaller when we were using more of the stuff that they thought mm-hmm. was causing the ozone. So, in other words, fluorocarbon, whatever it was. I don't yes. even know. Right. Right. And then, because I, I saw this in, when, in my research, it was like, because I had the same question, like ozone. That was a big ozone thing. Right. And it turns out, at least at, what I read is, now these are the deniers, so you can't believe them. But what I read was that the ozone... Uh, closed up and it didn't correspond with a decrease in the stuff they thought caused the ozone hole. In fact, quite the opposite. Yep. So they couldn't correlate it and there was no other, I guess, way to explain it. So they just forgot about it. But I mean, if from a, if from my perspective is like an outlooker looking like the things you're talking about in the petitions you're showing us, it sounds like, well, science is finding its way. Like Not the, really. The, the people the, that, now we can't ever stop politicians from doing their thing. Maybe right. they're I just mean, too involved, but. From well, a scientist the, perspective, the they're not well, going to pay it, if they don't get what it, they want. It, it's finding its way very, very difficult now because, and what really gets me going is if we are not funding research that really needs to be done, that people are doing, and then taking that the next step, and they're focusing all of our money over here, gotcha. and which is what they've been doing for 10 years at least. They funneled it all over towards this one cause or whatever it is you want to talk about it. What is and the main not, greenhouse emissions? Like the, the, the general temperature of the it, earth is water getting vapor. warmer. Water vapor. That's the biggest greenhouse gas. Is water vapor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have 400 so when I parts, take a shower. We have 400 parts per million CO2. So what does that mean? In a stadium of 100,000 people, you're looking at four seats. Okay. So we're regulating that. What does it do, though? 0.01%. They're saying it's a control knob, and the more we have, the hotter it gets. Because Incorrect. it can't get through the atmosphere to escape? I don't know what their process on that is. Oh, okay. Um, but they're saying it's a control knob. Knob. We have data that we've had over 4,000 parts per million in the atmosphere, and the Earth was green as green can be. I would think... Even if it is warming, warmer would be better. You can grow more food. So if, if everything melts, like let's just say it goes to its extreme, it gets really warm and everything melts that's ice, what happens to the earth then? Who knows? I don't know. Water it's never world. happened. Water world. But back Dude. in the day, we do mm-hmm. know that. Jumping on Kevin Costner. I'm going to invent quick. that thing that you pee in and it creates water. Kevin Costner and I. Yeah. Along with that. Aren't they the, close to doing that? That nystagmus pill. Yeah. But, I mean, back in the day, we have, they're finding civilizations all off the coasts of uh, the Med, um, uh, Africa, and around that horn, like into the Middle East and especially over to India. And all these freaking societies were 200 feet under. We're finding a slew of them. It's because the water was lower and we built there. 
Atlant- They're off of Japan. Atlantis. Plato talked about Atlantis. He wrote about it. Colonel's the truth, baby. He Plato wrote about Atlantis. Hmm. Did he just make it up? I'm not inclined to freaking believe everything that I see, but I'm like, what would his impetus be to talk about an ancient civilization that was far superior, that was out in the Atlantic, called this? Why would a guy like that write about it? Why would people carve out on walls what they see or what, you know, is it is that fake news? Or did they really see what they carved on their walls? Yeah. Sort of like Instagram. But if, but if I go to NASA's website and it talks about this huge climate problem and it has all this data mm-hmm. that has now been skewed, mm-hmm. are you saying you really can't believe anything NASA <clears throat> has to say then? It's unbelievable, but yes. And here's the data right what here. What about like flat Earth? Yeah, why are we even talking about that? That's what I'm saying. We so all now know it's flat. So what, and Jeff, that was our crux of one of our big topics is I am not willing to throw Copernicus and Galileo Galilei and, okay. and Newton and Einstein and these pillars of Western thought under the bus. I don't know better than them. Yeah. These guys are the ones that created it. Yeah. Um, and then we built upon that. And now all of a sudden you're telling me the earth is flat. Now, wait a minute. Right, right. Go up in a plane. Looks like it's pretty curvy to me. Yeah. yeah. Optical illusion. I mean, I mean, if they, if that's where we are and just where, well, just, like where have, Steve we was. We have landed on the moon or if, whatever, all these theories out there. But what you're saying yeah. is, what's sad is you are, look, I don't know anything about climate change. I was in the majority, I think. I just listened to what the news tells me and it's well, bad. Right. So we got to do right. something about it. You're bringing up some and good that's points That's why I'm today. here today. You're bringing up great points today. What's sad is that you don't get to say those points maybe to everyone all the time because no. now you're a conspiracy oh, theorist. I you're can't, some crazy even in my own family. I, I'm oh, the crazy really? conspiracy scientist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't listen to me. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's like if people aren't going to go do their own research and they're not going to listen to people, professionals like me, that I'm not saying I know everything. All I'm saying is why don't we just look over here? Maybe this isn't all that we think well what you're saying you were just asking for a grant for the gluten thing it's like those things are going to be few and far between in circumstances where everybody's saying climate change climate change and that's where the money's going only pay that oh yeah i understand see we're all going to be dead because uh there's going to be uh this climate disaster so none of those things really matter we'll get all our bills paid and stuff first though bernie will pay them all all our student loans you know i did this research on this bandwagon fallacy this ad (laughs) populum fallacy which which is just jump on a bandwagon and believe it because everybody else is and i came on i came across or i came across i came across this quote said in questions of science the authority of a thousand is not worth the humble reasoning of a single individual and that is galileo galilei now the it seems to me that when I don't know what the consensus is or not know what the consensus is, but when I hear something like, well, 97% of the scientists believe it, I think to myself, well, okay, so what? That just means that they, they believe it. Great. Now, are they willing to defend it? Like defend it, and, and I just need an explanation of the other stuff. And I might be, I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm not well, saying I've chosen a side yet. There has to be plenty of them out there that do defend it. I mean, just like there's people that are, I, I wonder. It's yeah. hard. Uh, it's hard to find people because they have been shouted down and called deniers and funding has been no, taken I meant, away. No, I meant the people that are the, in the 97%. I mean, there's got to be plenty of those that are publishing articles why this all climate over. change is real. It's all over. It's yeah. a real problem. Yeah. 
and there's people in Europe. But what you're saying is you don't. Well, the media certainly isn't picking up any of the other right, side. Right, right. And why is that? Wouldn't you want a debate? If the earth is going to end in 10 years, I want a vigorous debate of, right, all, right. of all disciplines. This, <laughs> this is the point we made at the interview. So well, it's, I was like, thinking, it's like, wouldn't you want to encourage? Yeah. Or wouldn't you want to know if it's not true? In science, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Or, no, even not, forget about science. I mean, like if you're the government, wouldn't you want to be thinking? Right. Like if Jay comes to me and I've got this mess out here in the, my parking lot, because lo and behold, there is a uh, a, a Triox factory. We used to call it Roundup Triox. Oh, okay. That was here? No, I'm making oh, it up. Oh, okay. So there used to like, be a Triox was a stuff, like the really stuff. Drink the water. Like, yeah. and, and we DDT. sprayed it. We, yeah. sp- we sprayed it in like creek beds. I mean, this is back in yeah. like 1980, whatever. But Probably still there. It probably is. <laughs> well, it'd give you a job. Yeah, exactly. Say, it, but And Jay comes in and says, look, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you got to tear your whole building down. I'd be like, damn. I'm wondering if somebody else has a different idea. Yes, I need another scientist. It happens all the time in my business. I, and why wouldn't it? Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there's another explanation for this that maybe won't cost me my entire investment of this building. But when when it comes to like dismantling our country and spending gazillions and billions and billions and billions of everybody else's money, nobody cares that there might be some alternative explanation. Now, I'm not saying it's true, but if we're funding science that that encourages this, it's like I wonder how much money Willie soon is getting. Uh, from the government, and why not? He's not getting any. And why not? He's damn near broke. Damn it, why not? Here's NASA. This is NASA data, 2016-1999. You tell me. Hold on a second, I don't follow this. And this guy is a climate scientist with 40 years experience who just can't take it anymore, and he has chronicled the fraudulent rewriting of data, of temperature data. Yeah. Remember what I said, 1930s? Look what NASA did. That's NASA. Well, explain what we're seeing here. I don't understand what we're seeing. NASA temperature graph 1999 is here, highest temperature. Look what they did to make it look like the Earth is warming. Oh, they started the count somewhere else. Yeah. All right, so what, what, I guess what you're showing That's us is data then, manipulation and fraud. So what you're showing us is a graph that looks the same as the next and graph. And it's supposedly the same data. It's the same. It is the same data. I mean, take that as true, but they only t- they only showed you a snapshot of it as opposed to the big. Actually, look. No, they actually they took that warming trend and they they actually changed it. And that's the nineteen thirty late nineteen thirties. That was the Dust Bowl years, as widely known as the hottest period that we have on record. That's NASA. You know what's interesting about that? I got. I'm going to ask you this. This is this is because I I read some stuff on uh, the Dust Bowl. And this is like my um, my little my little uh, issue these days, like unintended consequences for bad government action. So the, it, mm-hmm. it turns out that they were they were sort of uh, people were farming what's called winter wheat out in the Dust Bowl, and in order to do that, they had to dig up and kill all the grass that was out there in the deserts, and that was great um, because they could then use that same dirt to grow winter wheat. Well, it turns out that. The market was all screwed up by regulation, and the price of winter wheat, there was way too much of it. So everybody went bankrupt, and nobody grew winter wheat, but the grass was still gone. So that caused this huge erosion, and that caused the dust bowls. So I wonder what your theory would be, Jay, and this is my lawyer science right here. What your theory would be, like if if you had lots of grass in this area, and the grass is producing um, 
not only anti-erosion stuff, like if there's grass there, the soil won't erode, but it's also producing uh, CO2, right? It was, oxygen. It, was, it was It was producing oh, yeah. photosynthesis. Right. The absence is that. The absence of that, could that explain the warmest uh, temperatures on record? Only, even if not actually, then how they're measured. It's a, it's a blip in the, in the, in the whole compilation of how, you, how climate changes. But my first thing is, as soon as you said that, I said, did they dig up the sod? Yes. Yeah, no wonder why. They got that rid sod of it. is there for a reason. They got rid of the sod. The stuff they <laughs> no, built and, the houses and, and out of, the, yeah, they got rid the of it. The shit that the, that the bison trampled down, it's like that for a reason, and it's great prairie for a reason. They got rid yeah. of it to grow winter wheat. Right, and, and there you and go. And that market went belly up for whatever reason, and then that created these these huge dust bowls because, because there was nothing to prevent. Because they ripped up the sod. Because they ripped yeah. up the sod. Now, I wonder, mm-hmm. so it, does that change how the temperatures are measured? Meaning, see, well, I'm, I look at it differently. I'm looking at like, well, how are they going to go out there and measure anything in a dust bowl? So that's going to get all screwed up. And secondly, correct. there's no shade, so that's going to get all right. screwed. I mean, it, there's like a hundred so, reasons. And there, there are a hundred. And this guy goes through every reason. He goes through every temperature gauge. I mean, this guy did climate for his living, and he worked out in Boulder and all this stuff, Colorado Springs or wherever the climate data is. So this guy is number one. He's on a a roll. Because he's like, these people are fudging data. I know they are. And he's proving it. So, and he also goes into, and what, the first thing that ticked me off about this is that you have a temperature gauge here 50 years ago. All right? It's in a field in Kansas. Now, all of a sudden, Salina, Kansas is an enormous metropolitan population, and it's a giant heat island. Well, that, that data is, that is... Not correct. That well, you have to take that into consideration, and that wasn't being done early on. Well, now they say that it is. Now they say they're they're they, adjusting for it. It is, but they didn't do it early on. So the, and the I'm like, that's where I first. Are... That's where I first. I'm like, that's freaking wrong. How can you base anything on a on a changing condition like that that directly affects your measurement? Now, what about atmospheric temperature? Because I, I started to hear about this, where they're taking temperature readings from the atmosphere, not from the Earth's ground, but somewhere right, up in the, the atmosphere. Troposphere, yeah, and they couldn't do that. That's, that's a fairly recent... That's like within the last five years, and we're finding out all sorts of stuff. Like the atmospheric temperature is not doing what no, the ground temperature is doing. Not at all. Not at all. And I would say that's just normal, what the, what the Earth does. So we have molten lava around an iron core that's spinning. You know, we're spinning so many miles an hour, and we're spinning in an orbit so many miles an hour. You know, there are a lot of forces here that we do not control, that we can't control. That's not even close. We're a freaking gnat on an elephant's ass. So when you tell me you can control the earth, yeah, go control that earthquake or that, <laughs> or that volcano in, in New which, Zealand. Did you know this? I found out this the other day. It's like we've been creating weather for almost 50 or 60 years, yep. maybe even longer, maybe since ni- the early 1900s. Like people are creating storms. I'm not kidding. Like the rain dance? Yes. They're doing it. They're controlling weather. They're, there's like studies out there where they're doing it. How do you they're do cloud it? seeding. Who is? Oh yeah. Well, they've cloud seeding with they, water. We cloud seeded in Vietnam. Yeah. 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 It's a no, military. No, that actually that actually happens. And there's other scary stuff that they're so doing too. So who's they? The government. government. What agency? And that was a military-funded mess. And yeah. then there was some. There was some treaty that everybody signed to say we're not going to use weather for military purposes. But I don't. Th- I, I question whether that's actually being followed. And then I wonder how does if we're doing this stuff and we're doing it, it's like the, down to the point where people you can hire somebody to make it not rain on your wedding. I mean, there was that kind of stuff 
that I was that I was learning about. How do I not know this? I didn't either. And it, it's like you're, it's not, so reading, all, you're I, not reading the right info. So I'm in. Well, I read Fox News. It's not on Fox News. I haven't listened uh, to Fox News in five years. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I get no, all my Fox News. It's, I get all my news at Lawyer Talk. It's on. Did you ever research that one link I sent you about the uh, propaganda <laughs> in I, news? I did. Is yeah. that true? I, I don't know. I didn't follow it far enough. Um, that's a whole other podcast. Uh, dude. That and agent, How a, scary agenda is that? 21 is a How whole different How scary message. is that? What's well, the deal? They're, what's, they're literally, what's the deal? They're literally saying, while they're peeing down your back, it's not raining. Or that's just rain. Don't worry about it. It's a, what he's talking about is that there was a, it was permissive <laughs> propaganda. Permissive propaganda in our media. They were letting our, I mean, the government it's was responsible. It's a law for that was passed. For what? For allowing propaganda through our media stations. It's it's a law currently? That's that's what I asked Steve to research. I said, is this really true? <laughs> because anymore, I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. So all these rabbit holes I go to that CNN, I used to go down. And then I go to Fox News, and if it's on both, then I believe it. Well, I'm dead serious. Like, I see stuff come out on CNN and yeah. Trump did this, da, 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 da. I'm like, I don't know, man. Because I don't, it's such crap. As I tell people, you need to dig deeper. Go yeah. find other sources of information. They're out there. So so what here, your, your guy here saying, I guess the only conclusion you would reach, I guess a fair conclusion that isn't too far-fetched is, somebody said, if you don't have this data correct so that it, supports climate change we're going to pull funding to nasa bingo okay or funding from the government yeah. and it's happened everywhere it's so, happening yeah. in australia actually so you i've seen I interstellar talking about Hollywood oh, yeah. movies. interesting oh, yeah. you've seen that one yeah i have what do you think of yeah. that yeah i mean do you think they're ahead of their time probably yeah it's I funny mean. how hollywood's always out there 20 to 30 years it's weird yeah it is very weird Aliens. like this well like this whole damn uh Rapid crust displacement. I'd never heard of it. Never heard of it. That guy was completely against the dogma. He's a physicist, and Albert Einstein wrote the forward and believed it. I'm not willing to discount that at all. Rapid crust, is that like landslides? No, it's like the whole plate moving. It's like an earthquake. Well, worse than that. Worse than that. Uh, the whole plate. The whole thing. So if this Asia is your plate. It's bumping into each just other. Just whoop. Oh, now okay. all of a sudden you're down at the equator. But just that movement, and think about it, guys. How fast are we spinning? So uh, we're we're an ellipse with unequal amounts of ice on either pole, right? Wobbling. Think what happens when you get a really bad shift shift of ice from one pole to another. Now that's a theory. Is that ever? Is there any proof? No, that, that's that? what that's what Einstein was basing his. His agreement with this is being a physicist. Like, yeah, that that can have serious consequences if that happens. Yeah, hmm. and now we're starting to see other mechanisms out there, like the coronal mass ejections. That's a that's when the when the sun burps. So those winds come at us like one hundred seventy nine thousand miles a second. It hits our magnetic shield. They're now equating that to earthquakes happening. They're starting to correlate. And starting to be able to predict in certain areas that you have a coronal mass ejection of this size in two days, it hits us. It's starting to set off these earthquakes that right, they're so actually monitoring. So that's brand new stuff. Let me cross-examine but you. But when a you look at a, at a ball and it being struck by something hot mm-hmm. and fast, mm-hmm. you could. So was did if I were to ask somebody, anybody 
in on the planet 30 years ago about the cause of earthquakes, would that have come up? Nope. Nope. Not even close. It would have been a settled scientific fact. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so settled yeah. science. Now, here's what I hear that, all the time. And then this is what I get back to, Steve. Sorry for interrupting. This is what really gets hey, me just going. Just answer the question, sir. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Is, is we are, our technology is so great right now, it's being overrun by this hysteria. And we are finding out more and more things every day that we didn't have a clue about. And it's just being whitewashed. Hold on. But what's, what's fascinating to me is that we have... We have the government out there, or people on behalf of the government, even the president, mm -hmm. Obama that was, mm -hmm. saying, this is established science. And I wonder what is actually established science, and how could that possibly be established science when we don't know what's left to come? So, Well, I'll tell you what established science was. Where did they want to run those carbon credits through? Mickey D's? Chicago Stock Exchange. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were gonna. They were gonna. Really, who owns all those patents? Commoditize it. Yeah. Who do you think? Who's out of Chicago? But in the <laughs> why do you think Obama? they want it to? Be, why do you think they want it to be settled science? Of course, they want it to be settled science. <laughs> See, that's interesting. And so, so wait, a minute, I, wait, wait. They're they're driving that through Chicago because Obama's from Illinois, or he was a he was the representative there, right? I'm just put. I'm just putting dots on a board. And really is. Uh, Coincidence? Well, he's the president of the United States. He's coming out, banging his fist on the table, saying it's settled science. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Pump the brakes there, chiefy. I'm not a scientist, but I know a lot of good scientists. And I'm like, and I'm not saying, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm up a good or scientist. down. Say, and I've been saying it's, it's a uniparty for 25 years. I've been a card-holding libertarian, independent. I lean conservative, but like real conservatism, because I'm a scientist, but I am all up or down. Freedom or not. And when you tell me that I need to send you even more money than what we're sending you, four and a half trill isn't going to cut it? <laughs> Come on, man. Well, <laughs> but think about this. Think about all the bad stuff that's ever happened in the world. Like everybody says, well, religion is the root of all this evil that's happened in the world, but only when it gets tied in with government. Yeah. Well, it's like when, when governments take over religion and that becomes their agenda, then it's really bad because now they got religion plus an army. Uh, and that's a simplification. But look all the way back in time. That's always what happened. When the Christians never were responsible out. for the Crusades, and they killed all these people. It's like, yeah, that was when the kings were in charge. Um, but like the the people worshiping on their in their bedrooms, I mean, they're not going to kill anybody on their own. No. So the question is, it's like now we've got the government married to the scientists in this huge, huge, huge issue of our day, and made it this huge issue. And there's, it's like, I think we need to separate that somehow. Well, and they won't debate. They won't debate. The the climate guy, what's his name? Bill Nye, the, the civil engineer, guy. the civil engineer, he won't debate anybody. What's and when a, he does, he just goes to name calling and ad hominem attacks. Bill Nye? Bill Nye, Nye the science guy, yeah. the TV show guy, the, the 34 yeah, he's, guy. He's been the mouthpiece for this junk forever. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Oh, he's out there doing public service announcements and PSAs. Yeah, Google him. He's all over the place you know, talking about for this. kids. Hmm. Bill Nye, the science yeah. guy. Wrong. Bill, for Bill, the kids. Bill, Bill. It's all for the Must kids. Must change right, the let's mind talk about of the kids. That's the thing. So for the kids, it's like, I'm not going to, I would never give my kids over to a politician. To, I mean. I wouldn't let my kid, who's 12, choose what the family has for dinner right now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not in a second. Not in one second. Really? So Really. It's like, what do you guys want for dinner? You would say McDonald's. <laughs> mm, 
or ice cream. Whatever you want. Ice cream. All right. I guess the family's got to have ice cream. What do you think is the best nutritious meal? McDonald's. All right. I Certainly guess not gonna... Burger King. So if Fake meat. It... What? What is in that? Oh, the Whopper. Uh, oh, the almost burger. Even more processed food. Awesome. And a Whopper. lot of coconut juice oh, or whatever the heck yeah. it is. Coconut oil, which is. Is it super pro? Well, I mean, you can make a burger out of black beans. It's for that Impossible Burger is awful. I haven't had and it. It's, no, I I'm, I would never put that in my near me. <laughs> Good you God. you put one of their burgers in you? God, no. I haven't eaten that crap oh, in you don't 20 eat fast years. Oh, you not eat fast at all? Uh, Wendy's. Chicken sandwiches. That's about it. Oh, okay. I used to work there, and I still eat their food because it is fresh. My my brother said the same thing about McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's I, ain't fresh. I worked at McDonald's. I still eat their food. No. Yeah. Not me. Not that stuff. I know for a fact Wendy's is still fresh. We need to get back to the facts of the aliens. Yeah, I want to talk about pyramids and aliens. Oh, boy. Bring it on. So you were saying some interesting <laughs> stuff. I don't know if this got so recorded. Geology, you have some, your, your experience with geology has answered some alien and pyramid questions for you? Well, no. I've always been fascinated with pyramids. Now, ever since that show came on Ancient Aliens, I, they're a bunch of crackpots. However, I look at where they are, I've never never even heard of Machu Picchu and all those other megalithic structures out there. And when you look at those, and even the indigenous people, they're like, no, we build on that. The makers made those. Nobody knows who made them. And the rock itself is unbelievable. I got to get down there just to see it because they put, there's no mortar and there's curves. Like, like they melted this diorite and granite and put it in place. I've never seen anything like it. And I, I mean, I've cut rocks for years. I was I led the lab at, at our school. Man, you just can't do that. And the rock cuts that they made, like at the pyramids and those obelisks, you can still cut your finger on the cuts that they made. Dude, you can't do that with a freaking hammer and chisel. There's no yeah. way. There's yeah. no chisel marks. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> aliens. All I'm saying is there is some other technology that they had that was washed away. Aliens. Well, think about it. Why did they build all these? Aliens. And why build it so structurally sound? It withstood everything. Still there. Still there. Well, what is the what is the Stand current ex- is there is there a conventional explanation as to how they got those enormous chunks of rock for the the Egyptian pyramids? There's a lot out there. Now, I don't believe it. Because, I have a video because, of them like because they're not where where are all the tools? Because it, it where from, are the tools and where's all the evidence of these people that live there supposedly? Where is it all? Or did that wash away too? I mean, where did they get the rocks for that? They were like miles away. Miles, miles away. away. And these things, I mean, a hundred tons? We can't do that now. That we would be hard pressed to be able to pick up a hundred ton giant square rocks. Is that rock. what they say one of those rocks is? Yeah, well down tons? in down in Machu Picchu, man, on the mountains, those things are like two hundred tons. And they got them all the way to the and, top. Um, not Machu Picchu. That's the one. God, what's that other one? Uh, there's like three down there. It's phenomenal. I don't know how they cut this stuff. I don't know how they did it. Now, the engineer there that went over to the pyramids and to the obelisk, he said, look, there's tool marks all over this. And the Egyptologist was like, no, you don't see no tool mark. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's a tool mark. All right, so what tools did they have? <coughs> how did they do this? I mean, there's weird myths out there about, you know, sound-inducing technology, vibrational technology that you could do it. Number one, it would have to be easy for you to do it, right? We can't, we can't build to that technological precision today. Yeah. And why would you? You know, that would be so difficult and so uneconomical for us 
or ineconomical, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make sense to. Did you pull it up? I just I just wanted to see what that was. I never heard that before. Machu Picchu. It's spectacular. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is, and there's there's so on the trail down there, the road that they built this road that's still in existence. It's phenomenal how they built it. Where is that? Uh, That's South America, uh, on the western side. Um, not necessarily Peru. It might be Peru. It says yeah, Peru. Peru. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Peru okay. to limit access yep. to parts. Yeah, and there, there are megalithic structures all up and down that corridor. And they're fantastic. I'm like, how did they do so that? So could have aliens with their beams picked up the rocks and taken them to the top? Could have. That's my question. I won't say no. You hear that, bro? Top scientist in the country. <laughs> oh, I'm not that. He's down. With oh, I'm the just, aliens. I'm just the crackpot. Um, well, something had to happen. I, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's interesting when I, you have people like you that, as you said, far smarter than you that are looking at it, going, eh, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, you and that's I mean? so the narrative that's been going that we were all taught was, you know, all these ancient people did this, blah blah blah. I've always said the Egyptologists. That's just a story. I'm like, because I've always looked at the pyramid like, I mean, it's almost perfect. To, I told still Steve, today to point oh oh one of an inch, the angles and stuff. You know, they finally engineer and and measure and geologists and stuff, and it's per- there's no subsidence. There's no, it's perfect. And yeah, how much does that thing weigh? Could they cope crown molding? <laughs> Dude, they cope those giant granite uh, boxes. Yeah, they did. Those things are cut. At a giant, like the size of this room, they just cut them out, like you would scoop a melon out. How the hell did they do that? There's no, like no. you say, if you were chiseling that whole thing, you would have Smooth. imperfections. It's yeah, perfect. The obelisks are what really gets me. They're perfect. Now, what's an obelisk? I know what an obelisk is, but what what are you referring? You got to? one in Washington D.C. Yeah, isn't that weird? In the top of a pyramid on our money. I always wondered about that. Really? What is it? The eye. The eye. Oh, the yeah. eye. It's a pyramid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And we have a pyramid in D.C. Or, or an obelisk, just like what's in Egypt. Check it out, man. Don't you ever wonder about that? I always, I'm like, where did that come from? I don't wonder about any of this stuff. I never even thought about it until right now. <laughs> you never the watched aliens that. built these to observe. They watched, and they were like, what a bunch of fools. And they left. You know what? We should have been there to storm Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> heads heads leading forward, yep. straight run in. What the was that bowling? called? How did that ever turn out? Did Peruka. that ever turn out? Did show up the guy for it? called it off. He called it off. He yeah. called it quits. So, it was it dangerous. They were he went shoot to Burning him. Man Check instead. <laughs> <laughs> Got high and went to Burning Man. Check out that. Look at how precise this is. Look at that. We're, we're right Wait, now we are how, looking at hieroglyphics. No, that's a granite or a diorite. 100 foot obelisk in Egypt with the perfect look at it with drawings of spaceships. Well, not only that, no, I see like, like one, two well, spaceships and, and men with bird heads. Look, it's not our fault they couldn't draw very well. I mean, to me, that is that's unbelievable. That that type of uh, to do that in granite or diorite is, I it's unbelievably difficult. Unbelievably to curve. And to get perfect edges, and they do that with it looks like they tools. stamped it. Yeah, and there's and they, all my life they've been telling me they did that with brass uh, hammers and brass freaking uh, chisels. Brass, brass or whatever. Uh, it's pretty soft. Yeah, 
Yeah, way yeah. soft on the on the moon scale of hardness. It's yeah. like that doesn't cut granite and diorite. Well, what cuts granite and diorite? What is diamonds? It? Is that what we would use today? Is diamonds? Yeah. yeah, and lasers. We have lasers now. Yeah, um, we, we but that looks perfect. I mean, look. Well, look at the detail over here, Lee. So you got these big ones, but then look at that. How do you do that? I, I'm just saying, how do you do it? I, what's the technology? Yeah, that's not a chisel. That is not a chisel. I I don't care who you are. So my whole thing is, I think there was greater technology back in the day. I think we had something, and it was gone. It was, you know, got lost. Well, yeah. it's like you said the about earth, fossils. The Earth burnt. You you, t- you talked about the fossils, yeah. and you were like, how rare they are to find yeah. a, and how many species we haven't found because it is a very rare and oddity that one gets captured. Yeah. Flash frozen. Falls in a or not, pit. That's even a. That's even more rare. That's yes. rare of a rare. Well, yeah, I mean that's even ridiculous. Well, Jeff so wasn't it's just down a here. little snapshot. So, so, uh, so what, what's your? What was the number you came up with there about on on on, on oh, the fossils like, we found compared to what we haven't? I mean, like point oh 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 one percent or something. Really, is what we yeah, found. Yeah, I mean, well, think about it. If the Earth is four point seven billion years old, billion, mm-hmm. put that on a timeline, right? We're talking about a second of time over here for our existence, back to. 5,000 years. All that other stuff, how do we know what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, how do we know what's out there? Well, I don't think we have a fossil. It's either a gorilla or a monkey, one of them, or a chimpanzee, one of them. We don't have a fossil of that. We have fossils of a lot of animals that walk around today. It's not like every animal has ever been fossilized. No, that's, no, it's quite the contrary. And there are species going out extinct right now. You know what this... And others coming into existence. To bring this around, you know what this makes me think? It's the scientist that told you the one day, the more I study science, the more I learn, the yep. more I believe in God. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's where yeah. I'm coming. I, the more yeah. I learn. Did you hear? And the more humble I get. There's this, yeah. uh, I read this book, and I think it was called, uh, uh, I, our close friend upstairs hated it. I think it was called Darwin's Doubt. Stephen Meyer, maybe. I can't remember. But it was an interesting premise. Uh, it had to do with uh, just the, the scientific impossibility of Darwinism, like, like, right? It, they, like, they did. There was no relic left behind of all the failed efforts that it would have taken. So, I guess this to summarize his philosophy, and I didn't even finish the book. I'm not gonna lie; it was, it was a long one, or it was. I just lost interest. But the 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 premise was, if 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 evolution caused what we are, it is so perfect, and in the time frame that we know that it would have had to happen. Like mathematically, it would have been impossible. Like everything would have had to happen perfectly the first time. There would be no trial and error. Well, that yeah, because mathematically there wasn't enough time for that kind of trial and error. And then secondly, if there was no trial and error, then it would have had to been perfect each time, like every time. So every time there was a mutation, every time there was a change, it would have had to been perfect, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have died off because we don't have any fossils or other evidence that there was a died off. Uh, and then even then he was, I think, surmising that there wasn't enough time, even if it were perfect the first time for us to evolve the way we were and, and be explained by Darwin's uh, theory of evolution. And That's Darwin, correct. in a lot of ways, presupposed, not even a lot of ways, Darwin, Darwin presupposed life, which is something I didn't quite understand. It's like Darwin doesn't offer an explanation of how life began. Well, like the cell. Well, that's, that's, that's part of what his, so his process, he made these assumptions. And then that's what we've been debating ever since. And my whole thing is, yeah, man, how do we even know? I'm not going to say I know. I mean, just because you find a couple of fossils, you, you can make some generalizations, but man. 
no, it's to interesting. leaps of faith to, to think you know about a period of time, dude, I can't do that. Now, the people that I've talked to about that, like the biggest criticism is, oh, he's just a shill for the religious oh, people yeah. who want that stuff taught in schools instead of uh, Darwin. And again, I got in this awful place in my head. I was like, look, I don't care if he's right or wrong. Frankly, I could care less. But how would you not want to at least hear this argument? And instead, it was debunked right. by the fact that oh, he's a Christian, and this is just another way to teach creationism. And I'm thinking, well, who? So what? You know, it's like, why can't you at least teach it? Right. And 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 if this is legitimate, then at least debunk it legitimately. Don't just shout him down for being a religious fanatic, well, which he might be. And isn't that what higher education used to be all about? Yeah. Is is debate on subjects like this. This is what we are supposed to be doing. In other words, how could evolution, how could Darwin be settled science when there's these questions that are arising now? I think well, it, I don't think it is settled. Science. No, I think it's very it's very understood now that it is not settled. And right, a lot right. of it was wrong. Yeah, we yeah, we've been debating evolutionary the theory of evolution for, since I've been in school. See, but to me it was settled science until I started to read a little bit about it. It was presented to me like I don't we had a biology teacher. It was really good, but he was like, "Look, I'm going to teach evolution because that's what I I have to do. I don't want to hear anything about your religious beliefs and all this other right. stuff. I'm just going to teach you what the specialists, the people in the area have concluded, and here's what it is. Nobody, I mean, there was always the religious insert. You could always right. insert religion in there, but nobody ever told me that there was evidence to the contrary of it. Right. We, it, it, evolution just right. happened. It well, is well it some is. of this is sort of cutting edge. Like they're doing math formulas on this stuff. And, you know, it's like, so some of it is sort of new, meaning there, I, I guess this is back to our question we talked about over at the interview set, which is, it is, how is it possibly settled science ever? Like, how is this? I don't this, think it can ever be. It's like, you take some of these topics, it's like, we, everybody would have to admit, we don't know enough about the environment. We don't know enough about evolution. We don't know enough about these know. huge unknowns. And if you call it settled science and the government edict is that it is settled science, so we have to act on it, then you have basically stopped any further exploration of it or at least chilled it to the point where it's dangerous. That's my thesis. I know. I think that is actually correct. Here's what cracks me up about all of this. So just as an everyday example, so if I take a Claritin for my allergies, it may help me, <laughs> and it doesn't keep me up at night, and it doesn't do it. If you take it, your heart may just feel like it's going to jump out of your out of your body. You know, I go to the allergist. They just give me a bag of pills to say, just tell me which one works. Well, why the hell did you put all those needles in my back if you don't even know? I already know what allergies I have. What I'm saying is it's as simple as that. We don't even know the, the human body at all. The chemistry, my chemistry is different from yours right. and yours and yours. And all these man-made chemicals have different effects on each one of us. And then you, you tell me you can pre predict what the weather is going to be like in 10, 20, 100 years? No. Right. That, there's too many variables. There's way too many we still don't know anything about. And but, that's back to our... It's broadcast in such a way that I just heard on local <clears throat> NPR here, local, they were talking about in 2050, how many strains of birds that we are going to lose in Ohio due to climate change. Yeah. I, it's almost like proving so, a negative. So, so if you're listening to this program, you're like, oh my God, we're about to lose a, a bunch of... Well, that's uh, what they've been bombarding us with. And I'm the one that's been saying, now, wait a minute, pump the brakes, people. And that's why I'm here today. Because normally scientists don't speak out. We don't. And I hope this doesn't hurt my you, I was say you got, you've, got, you've got a lot of risk. <laughs> well, we don't do. have to hit play. I do. Um, but I, I'm sick. Well, it's affecting me as a, as a scientist, and it's affecting well, my look. industry. I'm seeing 
what what we thought were truthisms now being questioned. That it's like no, two plus two is still t- is still two is still four. Reefer madness. See what I yeah. always well, no, dude. Flat Earth. Are you <clears throat> kidding me? Well, that was settled long ago. I mean, come on, man. So here's that we're flat. If it's flat. I, I throw in my geology badge and I'm done. And I, I'm going to go <laughs> on a mountain somewhere and I'm just going to go into my Zen place. And Wait, I'm just done. watch that so uh, Red Bull guy jump off the jump from the. Did you ever see that Red Bull guy that jumped from the atmosphere oh, or whatever? You yeah. can see the curvature of the Earth yeah. as he falls. Right. Optical right. Right. Oh, and ah. how creepy is that? The black and then yeah. the, the blue of the Earth. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That's so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, why is it a, why is it a sin? To just ask questions. That's why it's like I can look at this. Like we have, we always have trials where there's like science and some DNA experts coming to testify against us. And I always start with this premise: like I ain't taking on the science. I'm going to take on the process and the bias and figure out where I can punch some holes in the whole theory and, and how it's how it works. And you can almost always find flaws that way. And if you don't even have to take on the science to ask this question, it's like, all right, how do you explain this? How do you explain this? How do you explain this? And and now the problem is. We're, we don't have a public forum as good as I have in a courtroom because you're not allowed, like you're shouted down. You're, you're called a heretic. You're yeah. called a, an idiot, yeah. a denier. You can't even ask questions. And it's happened to me. And people are like, what, are you one of those deniers? And I was like, well, it's happened to me. Is it, is it a sin if I say, I don't know? Right. I just don't know. Jared, you remember when you saw the voir dire? I'm going to start every every time with. Voir dire. The voir. witness. <laughs> Who believes in flat earth? <laughs> That's my guy. That's your He's got an right open there. mind, man. He's got an open mind. Yeah. Well, and here's the you thing. Should, so you should ask that question. <laughs> so I was telling Steve this: scientists are conservative yet open-minded too. I'm not wedded to the data. I let the data speak for itself. It is what it is. If somebody and, came out with a report refuting that guy, you'd read it. Oh yeah, I read and all that stuff. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's in very rare does anybody ever refute this guy. Yeah, because he's he's on it. I mean, and it is it's like watching paint dry. It's brutal, but it's real. It seems so like simplistically Cons- and stupid cons- and conspiratorial. I mean, like if NASA is going to put out that chart and I'm watching as as we talk here, mm-hmm. this is computer up and it's flashing back and forth between the NASA data in 99 and in 2016. And you can see it's different. Yeah, you can see the chart. How is, is that different. different, right? So if how NASA is historical as data different? Yeah, as an organization, put that out and then put this out and didn't explain it and pawned it off as yeah, as and here's the thing: correct along the, that historical just, data is peer reviewed. So now they're peer reviewing, changing it right. for what but reason? Then, I mean, you get to question the web. I mean, is that guy true? Is that really? If I go and ask for NASA, if I knock on their door and say, "Give me that data from '99," is it going to line up? I mean, I don't know. I, That's I just, what he's done. I mean, he's he's gone through every single permutation. What is he? So, if you took the premier leading guy, Obama's guy, against him, what does Obama's guy say about him? Oh, he just started attacking him ad hominem. That's but what he would do. Has anybody said no? We didn't really change the data. Uh, it was really this, and you just think we changed no, they, the data. They, they talk about adjustments. So they made adjustments yeah. to because they yeah. made a mistake the first time. So now it's different this time. No, they don't. They never say that. They just say, "Well, we put in another assumption." And made an adjustment. So the data changed. So that's that's and the it's problem funny, with but this. it all changes every one of them to make it look like it's warmer today. So how is that a coincidence? And then if you question that, you're just a denier, right? And that's and it's he, either a coincidence or it's right, right. This guy worked at the U.S. climatology stations where he's getting all this data from. 
So he worked there and he he saw the change of between science and politics mm. and dogma. And he has been raising the flag. I just got turned on to him maybe last year because I was looking for different arguments. And I was looking for, because I, I saw, it's in the news, the IPCC that everybody is banking their, their decisions on. They changed data three times. There's, and there are emails from them that were subpoenaed or FOIAed that they said, yeah, we have to get rid of the mid-century warming period because it doesn't fl- fit with our narrative. And then all of a sudden, there goes the warming period. Hmm. Well, how do you get rid of it? Yeah, you just <clears throat> fraudulently change the data. And Dude. it is, it's difficult to understand that this would actually happen. It's difficult for me to actually say it. To hear myself saying this is difficult because I I thought I was a nut. I'm like, don't we call that fraud? I mean, Steve is always good about, I ask him a question, he goes, well, we call that fraud. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> as a, as a yeah, lawyer, yeah, we yeah. call that fraud. fraud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he drilled that in, guilty. He drilled that into my head long ago. Yeah. And uh, so the F word is always up there. And I'm like, this is this really happening? And turns out, so he's finding sources that I've been on to forever. Uh, listen, and, listen to this. Let me read this. This is from the UN Conference on Human Settlements. Oh, this is a good one. And this is a paraphrase, I think. But Here's the end it's, game. It's still there. <clears throat> Land, because of its unique nature and the crucial role it plays in human settlements, cannot be treated as an ordinary asset controlled by individuals and subject to the pressures and inefficiencies of the market. Private land ownership is also a principal instrument of accumulation and concentration of wealth and therefore contributes to social injustice. If unchecked, it may become a major obstacle in the planning and implementation of development schemes. Social justice, urban renewal and development, the provision of decent dwelling and healthy conditions for people can only be achieved if land is used in the interest of society as a whole. All right, to me, that's communism or socialism, depending on your definition. I mean, call it socialism. I'd be soft about it. But to me, that's a, that's a socialist agenda. Well, fine, but at least admit it. Um, so they're talking about so like, like, but we're talking about like United States. Is is climate debated like in Europe? Yes, this is the oh, UN. Yeah. This is like the, this is like uh, man. I, I'm almost afraid to talk about what I read because I got it. It's like it that's seems why we're so crazy. Out of the UN. I, I, well, that's, that's why we're out of the out of the the, the climate deal, right? Well, the, the French climate deal. I, I, I think we're back that. in. Remember, you got oh, that impeached. was horrible. I, I, think we're, I think you know Trump. I, I think dug we're back, back into in. that. It's like it meant nothing. People were pledging to be part of it, but then not then like <laughs> promising as part of their pledge to that, increase. Huh? I mean, it was all nonsense. So what's really being said here is, if we stop using fossil fuels and oil and all electric cars, it will keep creating oil. The planet will and will explode. Is that what you're saying? No. Or is it just um, me that's wait, saying that? Why, here, here's the other thing. Well, why? Just, if it's flat, it'd have to explode up. It would have to go up. It'd probably yeah. balloon out balloon. into a ball. <laughs> into, a, into like a bow tie? <laughs> um, here's what I don't understand. Why is it that we have to be regulated so much and China is on pace for building 300 more coal-fired power plants and I mean, you over the see next that. Ten years, like you see these cities like, there. And you look in and India; just, they're still they burn coal just to cook and live on. Right. So why is it that the West 
why do we have to hamstring ourselves and go regressively back to the horse and buggy? Yeah. You're, you're preaching my dad's narrative. Well, he's I'm a, just, he's a I'm just that's, a, that's, a, that's a freaking, we have over 300 years supply of coal. Our technology today is way better. So why don't we do that? Do the coal. Yeah, that's that's what made us a superpower. So then, it, so then in 300 years, the technology will be where it needs to be to take over for coal? Yeah, we can do that right now with nuclear if the politicians get out of the way. Hmm. We should, we should already should be. be doing that. Yes. We should already be doing that across the world. What's the, We power what's, our submarines with nuclear power. Yeah. They're good for 25 years yeah. on one little charge. Yeah. What's the, I guess, negatives for nuclear power? Obviously, accidents. So danger of like a nuclear, like the Chernobyl. Yeah, Fukushima. Yeah. Yeah, that's dangerous. But however, we're not seeing the catastrophic outcome that they predicted. What, as far as the effect on... On on the the radiation and the effect yeah. on the ocean, all that stuff. Well, there's now, that Chernobyl documentary, right, that came out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, that's bad technology and and a bad response to it. Yeah. Um. But everybody is always thinking. That. I'm just like, you know what? France has a lot of freaking nuke plants, and they're way more conservative when it comes to the environment and everything else. Why can't we? It's okay. We have some of the brightest people in the world and our technology is way better than what it was ever was we are so far ahead of that it's it's like we were the last of the cavemen you know it's like man mm. did we really fly in planes in 1980 i mean now yeah. it's it's ridiculous yeah. how far ahead we are yeah um mm. now i don't know what you do with the waste uh they say that the new technology produces less waste so that's less to deal with I say put it on an Elon Musk rocket ship and shoot it to the moon. There well, you go, dude. I mean, what, what about this? That blows up. What about this notion? It. It's like, what's the, what are we spending on this other client or climate science? What was the bazillions? What do you mean? For uh, just like I'm climate losing. change. Like, how much is it going? To, how much government money is going into it? this research? I don't even know. It's we'll, billions. We'll, t- we'll take some of that billions and try to solve the nuclear problem. Uh, that's I've been on that forever. You know, it's like, uh, actually, there's a video out there of the former Shell Oil CEO, one of the last true CEOs. And his energy plan, he actually took it to Barack Obama. He said, we should put one nuke plant in every state. Think of the jobs that would create and the high-level jobs that would create for engineers, technicians, scientists. And then he had a plan about coal, and he mentioned something about there's technology where we can burn the coal or melt it, excuse me, melt it with residual heat from the nuke plants and make oil, which makes sense. Right. I mean, he's, oh, a, he's an oil guy, so he might know. Um, and that was that was just dismissed out of hand. Like, that's freaking fantasy, blah, that's blah. preposterous. Absolutely. And I'm like, why would – well, we know why. I mean, obviously, there's political agenda to cap our fossil fuels. There's there's a political agenda that I think is worse than that, and that scares the crap out of me, frankly. Oh, well, yeah. I agree with that. The mining of the metals for the batteries are good for horrible. everybody. Horrible. Oh, they're horrible. horrible. The mining? What goes The mining is, oh, man, all these precious metals, like from Africa? Mm-hmm. What do you think China's doing over there? Uh, dude, read about that. And what they're basically, it's an imperial takeover of the continent. And they are taking over tribes, putting them into slave labor. And just reaping. In China? China is doing that in Africa. Oh, man. 
Read about it. It's out there. Read about it. And it's scary. It's like, oh, my God. Well, what goes in to make a battery? What makes a battery yeah. dangerous? Well, these are those the precious metals like beryllium. Uh, heavy metals. Heavier metals, yeah. And, and they're very <laughs> rare, and they are in mines in Africa and everywhere else. You think they're using proper American wage and labor? Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, so to get, you know, and, and when you, and what are you going to do with those cars? Where's where the disposal going to go? You're not going to junk them, and nobody will touch them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible. I go back to. And the fight, is for, like the, the fight is for yeah. the environment, like and it's, 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 oh, yeah. it's like the opposite. It is. Because you said earlier, our com- our internal combustion engines are performing way better than they ever way had before. Way better. There, you, can, you can darn near sniff on the exhaust pipes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, and the efficiency and everything is, is so much better. The and then how are you going to power to charge these cars? You need well, more and power think plants. Of the, you think need more. of the stress on the grid. Oh, not on. So that's the other thing about these windmills, what they've had to do to the grid to accommodate all of that power coming into from a non-plant source. And it's, man, they're screwing with stuff that is tried and true. And I always say, you know, we burn our food, corn, to make an energy, but we leave our energy in the ground, oil or gas. It it makes no sense to me. You give me 10 ounces of crude oil and 10 ounces of corn or wind power, ethanol, Ethanol is horrible for cars. Horrible for your oh, gaskets. It is. Your car it's, burns yes. hotter. That's why you're. That's why you burn up oil all the time. And you burn more. You yeah, get, you God, get worse yeah. gas mileage out of that. Yeah, try the eighty five. Do that on the on the flex. <clears throat> yeah, all my buddies who've ever done it, they're like, yeah, man, I get like ten percent less gas mileage. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do because Trump's way better. We've known that for a hundred years. <laughs> well, you made some comment man. not to make you sound like a total crazy guy. I know I am. Um, you said that uh, maybe the the Earth itself is making oil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they just found in Texas this whole new reserve that they oh, said yeah. has more than Kuwait. Well, and make and no how mistake. how did that just show up? Well, make no mistake about the, uh, about the oil companies. They know. They oh, know where the oil is. Well, this is like diamonds, right? So if yes. you ever explored the diamond industry, yes. there are more diamonds around. I mean, there's, they're yes. everywhere, but they just create their own precious commodity out of Correct. it by, by hiding. And then to get to the shortages and all that stuff... Um, like I say, we have wells right here in Ohio that have produced for 70 years. Yeah. Shallow oil wells just keep plugging away. My dad, oil just my, keeps coming in. My dad sells equipment for a mining company. And I remember a year, even in high school, like when there's debates with ozones and global, when that stuff started to hit, it was just like, there's one answer here that it'll fix everything. Drill. Yeah. That's it. Drill that's, I know he's like I said, drill. he's in the mining industry, yeah. a little biased, but that's what he would always say. That's it's like all we need to freaking do is drill. And here's and that's the other the thing. And now we can develop oil fields so much better than what we did and so much more, quote, sustainably and with less impact. Make them do it. They can do it and they have done it. And it's so much better. And our technology is so much better. Look at fracking. It's freaking amazing what what we've done. We're a net ex we're a net exporter of oil. That's the first time ever. That's unbelievable. Then if we actually supplement it with other oil, man, it's game over. We're it. Deregulation. So what, are, what, and, what happens when they just politically, when these gas crises and things come up and 
That's all politicians. Well, I don't that know. Made, that how... made sense to me as a commodity when we had to when we relied on somebody else outside the United States to sell us the commodity. Oh, yeah. So if whatever conflict yeah. exists trade wise or whatever yeah, conflict okay. exists right, political wise, right. well, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna impact the price. But then now that we're producing it on our own and we have basically we've just separated ourselves from OPEC. I mean that doesn't exist anymore. Right? We, we're supplying our own oil. We are. And we don't, or even if we're not, we don't, they don't have a, a foot on our jugular anymore. Right. Now the question is, it's like, why doesn't it get even cheaper? Yeah. So it's, it's artificially throttled back is what it is. Like and the so, and then, and then the stupid subsidies, I mean, I'd say take subsidies away from everything, everything and just let it go on its own. Yeah. And then you will see what floats and what doesn't float. I mean, I, well, that's a whole nother yeah, we'll talk, ridiculous. We'll talk economics some well, other the, time. The whole thing about the oil, um, I read about some Russian guy. Uh, oh, this yeah. is probably 30 years ago, some Russian petroleum engineer. And he is like, he's like, fossil fuel, no. No, earth make oil. I'm like, what? Heretic? Like, they found, I forget where. Hanging I, I think around. It, hanging around. I, I think it was. Oil's been around for years. <laughs> for, just drill oh, for Forever. It. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was like 14,000 feet somewhere over there in Russia. They found, uh, they found oil beyond the fossil zone or whatever, right? Well, couldn't it just be like a giant sinkhole or something? I don't know. I don't know the geology. I did read the paper. It sounded, and then I started thinking about it. I'm like, huh, we know we have a molten hot core. I, I was just going to say that. We know <laughs> that plates of, subduct, which means yeah. going under. Well, think of all that ocean goo, that organic goo that's on the ocean. And then that plate goes under into the factory that I call the earth. Why wouldn't that? It damn sure will make some gas, right? Yeah. If you're just cooking up some so organic giant stuff. plate shift yeah. comes back to my too much oil. I want to save the planet more oil. I, oil is one of the greatest things that man has ever commoditized. It's in your clothes. It's in, it's in virtually everything that, and that's why people hate it because they're not in it. But when you look at the effects and what the effects oil have done, oil production have done for the world in general. Right. Poverty. Poverty yeah. down. World, ca- world personal capita up. World freaking water starvation. supplies down. Starvation. It, we're at record levels I mean, and they you, won't talk about it. It's like nobody's allocating they're talking about not giving or taking power away from these third world places that they could use to like pump water to their houses or to yeah. pump, to pump their septic systems or to irrigate their fields so they could grow crops. Instead, we're going to get rid of this awful stuff. And, uh, you know, it's okay. They're just a casualty of the, of the bigger agenda, which is right. save the planet. It's, it's, it's yeah. a regressive ideology. If you ask me We're they're asking us to go back, to the Stone Age, and there's no need for it. We don't need to go back to the Stone Age. And there was another study I saw that as you, as countries increase their use of fossil fuels, they correspondingly decrease the pollutants. Oh, yes, certainly. Yeah, because education goes up. Uh, Conservation goes up. You know, they think that everybody just wants to rape and pillage. No, man, hunters, you're a hunter. They want want to survive. You, You don't want to wipe everything out. You want to selectively take and well, then you want the the herd to proliferate. So if you're hungry, if you if you live in a hungry community, you don't give two shits about burning your whatever. Right. You want right. to eat. Well, right? you know. So it's like your agenda changes completely once you've fed and sheltered yourself. So did yeah. you guys see that study recently about where all the plastic in the ocean's coming from? Did you hmm. see where it's coming from? Hmm. Uh, yeah, three rivers in in you know India, 
in freaking Africa and uh, one right over there. 75% of it's coming from there. Just trash? Yeah. Because why? They don't care. Oh. They can't care. They're, they're, it's day-to-day survival. I get yeah. that. It's not us. Throw it over the hill. Yeah. It's not us. Yeah, huck it in the Now, creek. the recycling thing, since China isn't taking our recyclables, check into that because yeah. it's just sitting in a warehouse somewhere. Well, I've, they, seen, I've seen yeah. reports on that. Yeah, but there are technologies out there. I've been approached by two guys with two different technologies, one for cardboard and one for plastic. To, to reuse it. Yeah. Well, one's, uh, one is they're building a plant in Indiana and one in Ohio. The one in Indiana is almost up, and that's a plastic one that they're turning it back into um, like a usable fuel, diesel. They're turning plastic into diesel. Yes. Wow. Now, I always thought that was a little bit of a snake oil like science a little bit, but we'll see if they actually can do it this time. Now, apparently they have a lot of funding and they're doing it, um, but that would be interesting. So that would be a game changer right there. So recycle the, yeah, I mean, it's like, sort of like. Uh, because they, it's it's right outside Chicago. So they're getting all that, that material from Chicago. And, and they're going to turn it into oil. Yeah. Diesel fuel, basically. Diesel fuel. So I don't know how that works. There's a lot of impurities, and you got to burn off a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And they must have all the appropriate permits and everything. I mean, it's just another process. It's like Dr. Brown. You have permits for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll drop the biggest fact now. Guess who the CEO of that company is? Barack Obama. <laughs> no, not the no, it's, it's some snake oil guys out of California, so I don't know. B.O. All right. Well, I think we have... Uh, Beat this horse. <laughs> that was started. No, that we, was just, fun, we, just, we just opened yeah. up for today. We have, we have actually. We have I like Jeff's cross examination because he he brings good questions and makes me think. Oh, good. Let him. I enjoyed your responses. I, yeah. I'm on the fence. That's I don't know. Flat facts out. You know what we need to do? We need to come back. It's like so. We need to just like now. We need to sort of zero in on different areas. So. Well, okay. So I can do that if I have my computer because I haven't. I've been collecting all this stuff for years, nice. years. We gotta and do a part just, two then. We do a yeah. part two. I'd love to have it. It's good up on the up here, so we can all look at it, and then we can and I can just. What do you guys think? To here the future is. and beyond. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so, let's do it. So let's, we can let's do this, and we can pick the next topic. Uh, you know, what do you want it to be? Doesn't matter to me. I like it all. Wow. You guys are good. We can just like call the, it solving the world's problems part two. Please email people, us with any questions that oh, yeah, you'd right. like to know so, about. Yeah, we haven't done that in a while. Look, if, if, if everybody thinks we're kooks, please let us know. We are happy to do it. We're happy yeah. to accept the criticism. Why? Because we prescribe to the scientific method. Yeah. Unless I don't agree, and then I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not going to push it. <laughs> but anyway. Then we'll turn those comments off. So uh, I guess the standard uh, uh, conclusion here, it's like we got to thank everybody. Here we are at Studio C. That is 511 South High Street, Studio C. You can catch all our awesome content that is getting created at a greater and greater pace at channel511.com or go to YouTube, type in channel511. You will see uh, a way to subscribe, ring the bell. Easier than that, go to channel511.com, scroll to the bottom, check out the YouTube icon that we all know and love, click it. It'll take you right there, hit subscribe, and you are then a subscriber to the best content you will find on the internet. Who says so? I say so. I dare you to prove me wrong. Special thanks go out to Dan, a photo Dan Buckley, who is making stuff happen on the video side. So any of those uh, videos you love to see, any of the quality that you're thinking, wow, how do they do that there at Studio C? It's because of Dan Buckley. Now, other people to thank, Freddie B., Freddie Blanchard. He has got Studio B. 
for the Berg, which we're working on for the, the album Berg. right now. We uh, are for a, a guest that we've had before, Mr. Dwayne Napper. Dwayne Napper. We're hitting it up every Saturdays out there until we get the album complete. Yep. Uh, that means so. Here's what that really means. That means we are recording music in Studio B with Freddie Blanchard, who is our sound nice. engineer. You know why this sounds so good? You know why it sounds so much better than it did just a year ago? Is because Freddie B has joined the team and making the sound happen. All the interviews set. I send it right to him. He fixes it. It comes back clean. So Jay, your voice sounds terrible today. Sounds awesome tomorrow. Sweet. Thanks, I want to hear it. Thanks to Fred Blanchard, our sound engineer. Now, others to thank. We have Jared, our very own Jared, sits here at the podcast table at Lawyer Talk, also sits at another table with the comedians on South High. Anybody wants to laugh, anybody wants to have a good time, anybody who wants to just learn about stand-up and the lives of those who engage in that profession, just check out Comedians on South High. Some of it is on YouTube. All of it is in podcast world. Again, check out Channel 511. You'll find ways to subscribe or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Just go there, too. You'll find it. Jeff. The beard. That's about all I got to say. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. here. And then, and then there is uh, Jeff and yours truly. What did we do? Well, not much. We just uh, add to the content day in and day out as much as possible. Check us out. Lawyer Talk, the show at 511, and everything else going on here. Uh, this has been another riveting episode of Lawyer Talk with special guest Jay Simons. Uh, and we are off the record, on the air, at least until now. Science.